So, man, how long have you been friends with Mike and how did you meet him? Oh, man, I've been friends with Mike for almost 25 years. Uh, oh, wow. We, I met him. He was 18 years old and we wrestled together for UPW. And um, he was he was kind of like my best friend with UPW. He and I were just like um, two peas in a pod, always training together, working stuff. I can't wait to do this show, man. I, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm looking forward to chatting with him. Sweet. Me too. Let's let's roll the title. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us for the Faces for Radio podcast. I'm your host, David, a.k.a. the 4K Lowdown, and my co-host is... Uh, Rich, a.k.a. TurnerFan77. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, brother. We got a good show tonight, man. Um, episode four of season two of our High Five series, where we take a guest, we bring them on the show, we have them pick five of their favorite movies, and then we score them live with them on the show and rank them. So um, I'm really excited about this. I've been friends with this guy for a long time, and he's got his own little podcast going. So uh, let's go ahead and bring him out. I've got a little intro that I wrote for him. So, and um, I'm using his stage name because we wrestled together. So this is how it's going to go. And uh, I'm going to kind of get my ring announcer voice on. So uh, bear with me for a second. So our guest along with his partner, have been tearing it up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Combine that with their YouTube channel, and you can see how these guys have earned their name. The Faces for Radio welcomes one half of the Something Awesome podcast. They call him pure talent, Mike Masters! Hey, what's, what's up, going man? on, guys? What's up, Mike? <laughs> that was awesome, Dave. That was awesome. Thanks, bro. It's been a while, but, you know, it's a... Yeah, get my yeah. chops in, but um, before we get rolling, we got Chris Hicks What's up, in. Chris? What's up, How you Chris? Doing, man? We got Spicy. So spicy. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, we had a trivia, sci-fi trivia contest on Huck's Pop Culture Cafe, and I did come out victorious. So, oh, awesome! Congrats. That, oh, that was a lot of fun. It was close, there. though. It was really, really good match. It was a lot of fun. We got Evan up, in. Evan? What's up, Evan? Pop Culture 33 is in the house. And we got Rep Brain 210. Hey, it's my buddy. Mike. <laughs> so, Mike, bro. Uh, yeah. Great to have you on the show, man. Um, Dude, I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Oh, me too. And I know Rich is too. Yeah. We chat in the chats, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, man, yeah. it's finally nice to put a face yeah. to the, you know, the talk to you face to face. Yeah. As close and you've as been the information can. source for. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, we're not even supposed to be watching this today, which is on Turner Fan 77 channel. Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't seen that yet, it's all about oh, yeah. Kevin Smith movies. Definitely check that out. And um, we've got an announcement for tomorrow's show. Yep. Tomorrow's we'll show is going to yep. be Dogma 
And joining me and Adam, aka the Bearded Four Eyes Men, will be my partner in crime, David. Me. Um, we'll be talking dogma. And I know this movie's controversial at one point, and I'm looking forward to getting into this movie. But that's tomorrow. Yeah. But today, we got some good movies to talk. Today, we got some good movies to talk about. You're right. And we also have <laughs> Gladio Muertos in the house. Also, oh, I'm hey, what's up, Gia? What's up? Okay. Awesome. Nice. I'm glad you guys are here to support yeah, Mike. We appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm very happy they came too. Yeah. So, they're, so they're Mike, two of my Discord buddies. So oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. said you were going to put a little thing out on Discord for you. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So, Mike, the Something Awesome podcast is not just about movies. Why don't right. you tell everyone about the Something Awesome podcast and what you guys do? So, I like to say that the Something Awesome podcast likes to hang out on the corner of nostalgia and new. Uh, we don't necessarily talk about only old stuff or only new stuff, but it's stuff that means something to us, whether it's movies or video games or music or uh, we're going to I think we're going to get into some books as well. So it's kind of like a, a catch a pop culture catch all is kind of what we do. That's OK, awesome. awesome. Yeah. So if you guys if. They are not following you already. Where can they reach you? I know I I put descriptions for your YouTube channel, Spotify, yes. and Apple Podcast in the description. Right. Anywhere else they can find you? Uh, those are the those are the best places. Um, we have a link tree. It's link tree. I think slash something awesome pod. If you go there, um, you know, it gives all our also stuff. Also to the YouTube channel if you guys yeah. want to just grab it. There's a little link tree icon for that. I got the link tree right. I got my partner over here, my producer today. He gave me the big thumbs up. So it's link tree <laughs> slash something awesome pod. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. And your shows are about, you know, from what I from what I saw and what I've heard, about about an hour long. Yeah. You just kind of you get it done really quick. It's it's actually good, unlike Rich and myself, who generally mm -hmm. <laughs> way longer than we're supposed to. Hey, we've, but, we've gotten better. Yeah, we, 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 we've shortened we, we, we've gotten better. We, we're tightening. We're about an hour and a half with yeah, our, yeah. our mm -hmm. by the numbers. But again, we're talking about five movies. And that's what we're going to do today is we're going to talk out. Five, we'll talk about five movies, five that you picked. Yeah. This is by your own recommendation. Yes. And I tell you, there was one that I have never seen. So there was mm. one new right. watch for me. Um. Rich, what about you? Were there any new watches for you in this? No, um, I've seen them all. It's just been oh, a while man. since I've seen them. But okay. I'm glad these picks were these picks. Oh, no, wait. I take it back. There was one movie I hadn't seen. I forgot. And I'm glad you recommended it because it reminded me of another movie from the 90s. Um, like, I'm going to assume it's mid-90s that you guys hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going okay. to guess that that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I right. really um, like that. Awesome. It okay. reminded me of kids in a way. Mm -hmm. It really did. Yeah. Okay. So here's how here's how we're gonna do it, Mike. So Rich and I have already watched all five movies and scored them ourselves. Yeah. We took our average score, which I did all the math and everything's done on that. Um, we're going to display each one in our ranking order from last to first. Okay. And when we do that, then we'll have you give your scores for each movie. Um, toward the end, I'm going to have you talk about your podcast and everything while I do some more math and get everything ready to go 
for the actual results. All right. So in the midst of this, there will also be five hot seat questions before each movie. And I'm just going to hit you with the first one now. Are you ready? Yeah. I, so when I was watching the other episodes, I tried to skip these because I didn't want to know what the questions were. Oh, so I'm glad that you that. I'm glad that you oh. gave a give a good preamble in all the episodes of the high five. So I knew when to hit mute. And not pay attention because I wanted okay. I wanted to come in fresh on these questions. So let's go. Okay. Yeah. These questions are they're not that big of a deal. It's just to kind of get to know your movie watching preferences and things that you like, actors mm -hmm. that you prefer, things like that. So it's not not anything invasive or anything, just oh, yeah. to get to know you a little bit more. And the first question is: do you prefer to watch movies in the theater on digital or through physical media? Ooh, so this over the years, this answer has changed a lot. Um, in my younger days, I'm 41, but in, when I was younger, I loved going to the theater. It was like that was the only way I wanted. If it was a movie I wanted to see, you bet your ass I was in the theater to see it because I want that experience. Um, as I got older, I started collecting a little. I don't have a collection like you guys, but maybe like. 1% of what you guys have, I've got. So then I got transitioned into being like, oh, I, I, I have a nicer TV now. I can get DVDs and, you know, Blu-ray when that came out. I'll watch physical media. But now with internet speeds being the way they are and everything hitting digital and streaming platforms really soon, like it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's, it's so much better to, I'd rather go out and spend $30 uh, and have a good dinner and then come home and watch a movie instead of having to pay for that dinner and then this ridiculous amount to go see a movie in theaters. So now I'm all about streaming. Okay. That's a good answer. Awesome. Awesome. We got Broken Wolf in the house. That's another buddy Wolf. of mine. Okay. Let's go. Pitch seen them all because it's in his top ah. five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Evan is uh, Evan beat me to it. Man. So, um, we didn't even make it in what, ten minutes. Yeah, eleven minutes. No, nope. didn't even ball. didn't even get there, and it's uh, and it's already shots are already fired. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Evan, you're mine so, next week. Um, Ooh, yeah, Evan's yeah. next week. Let's. Evan's go. gonna be on the show on the tenth, you guys. So it's gonna be. I'm gonna be like round one, and then <laughs> I'm just gonna let Rich no, and Evan go to the death, and I'm just gonna sit back and watch. <laughs> Um, I love Evan. Yeah. Yeah, Evan's awesome. I yeah, um, I can't wait to talk movies with him. He's it's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, so let's get to our first movie. Now, this lowest score between us, not necessarily yeah. his or mine actual lowest movie, and not that it's a bad movie, it just got the lowest score overall. I, um, I made a, a predictions list. Okay, above what I think your guys' ranking is gonna be. But, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you want to do you want to let us in on that? Yeah. What so do you I, think is going to be our number five pick? I feel like I'm pretty positive we'll be talking about Flight of the Navigator right now. Ooh. Nope. Really? Oh so, wow. Okay. I like I said, good. It's really not by much. Okay. I mean, all the 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 bottom three are really like almost right next to each other. Yeah, actually, the bottom four, there's only one that's like, you know, maybe leaps and bounds above. But mid 90s is the first one that we're going to talk about. Um, it's from right. 2018. 
It had a budget of $1.7 million, made $9.1 million in the box office, and just a little over $900,000 in video sales. And I'm going to bring you back in. I'm actually going to go like that. So I'm on the bottom. That way, if I put pictures up, then I'm the only one that's blacked out because I'm the true face for radio. (laughs) 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 Um, But I can say, even though this is a first-time watch for me, me too. And I me will too. say it's a it was a tough watch for me. It's got yes. some very yes, it's it got is. some very difficult subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull something up really quick. They're so cute. Like at the age before guys become dicks. That scene was tough. So yeah. there was like the whole middle of that. I mean, right right off the bat. And I don't want to spoil it for people because it, it is 2018. It's kind of recent, but right off the bat. The, the kid basically gets thrown into the hallway up against the door, up against the wall, and then his brother just beats the crap out of him. Yeah. And I almost went, nope, I don't think I can watch this. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's um I was you know, this if is, you were gonna have issues with it. I I had I had issues with I had issues with the drug use, I had issues with the alcohol abuse, mm-hmm. especially by children. Um I had a big time issue with the mom. But she's yeah. really the only one I recognized mm-hmm. in okay. the movie. Um, but I, I got to tell you, Jonah Hill did an amazing job writing this. I had no idea this was Jonah Hill until I went to IMDb to score. You know what I mean? I'm, I was. Like, I'm glad you didn't. Shit. No, I, caught, of- I caught it in the trailer. I was like, yeah. hey, Jonah Hill wrote and directed this? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I think he did an amazing, you know, Maybe not so much directing for me. I had I had some issues with the directing part of it, but the screenplay, the the writing, it it mm-hmm. felt it felt like a real situation. This is why it reminded me of that movie Kids, because it felt very this felt real. Like this was just somebody like that one dude that was videotaping. This is what it felt like. It felt like mm-hmm. a found footage movie. It really yeah. did. Oh, I, that, I gotta tell you, that's one of my, that's my favorite part was fourth grade's movie yeah yeah we'll we'll get was, there yeah we'll get so there cool. we'll get there in just a second yeah um a pr movie elite in the house saying hey what's up brother rat brain says if we talk about fire the navigator right now we're going to have some problems <laughs> <laughs> um, what's up, caveman? caveman's in the house what's up caveman really you are not it, late sir we are just getting into our first movie so you are good to go um spicy saying what's up Caveman saying what's up? Rap Brain's back. Classic older brother trope. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, I I don't know what the deal was with all the orange juice, but yeah, there's you know, I, I'm sure there was a a reason behind that. Um, so Mike, what was it about this movie that had you pick it for your five? Uh so when I first saw the trailer for this movie. Um, it, I didn't okay. I didn't grow up in like that dysfunctional of a uh, upbringing as this movie is, but like this felt uh, exactly like a weekend with my friends skateboarding mm-hmm. or riding bikes or and growing up in Southern California and knowing all the landmarks and being super into skateboard culture and that scene as like a watcher, not necessarily a doer. I could never do anything but Ollie, but man, I just, 
it just spoke right to me. The choice of music, the choice of era is like right in my wheelhouse. Like mid nineties, I'm like 12 to 15 years old. Like that's, it's right to me. Like it felt like it was made specifically for me. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I was I was in my twenties during this right, time right, period, right. but I was still in high school. Yeah. The 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 essence of it is the same no matter which era you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I agree um, with that. Because I you know, I dealt with, you know, crowds like that. There were there was a point where, you know, when I was younger, maybe ten or eleven, that I was trying to hang out with older kids mm-hmm. and taught myself to skateboard just so I could hang out with them. Yeah. Um I never got to do any tricks, but I got to where I was really fast, straight, until I went through the back windshield of a car. Oh, and then, <laughs> yikes. And then my skateboarding days were over. Yeah. Um, but I, you know what? I, I, this movie is good, but yeah, it's, it just wasn't for me. Oh, I get it. And so I can, I can give a score, an objective score, because it's a great story. It's got great acting. For the kids, they're really good, even though I've never seen them before. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get, we'll get to that, too. Great. Yeah, the kids did a great job. I would have uh, my collection, definitely. This, this is 18 and over, so I can say fuck shit. Fuck shit was awesome. I liked him. <laughs> right. Um, uh, I think this was his first or second thing he's ever done. He's also a kid that skateboarded. All these kids were skateboarders. Yeah, oh, no, man. they're all skateboarders. Yeah. They're, yeah, do I like them? I don't like the kid who played Ray. Um, Dude, I didn't like the older brother, but that's just you know you were supposed to because I didn't like the older brother. But that's what you're you're supposed to not like the older yeah, brother. Yeah. But, but Luke Hedges so, nailed yeah. that. Luke yeah, Hedges he did a good job. That. I think I think good job, good solid job all around. And did Jordan Hill get any recognition for this? I don't remember this movie ever being publicized. I've, no, I've never heard of this no. movie. I it just, was a and, super, super small advertising budget. He knew what audience he was going for, so they didn't blow out ads anywhere um i think he i don't think he got nominated for anything but like as far as writing and directing like he should have and well i'm i'm i think we're gonna differ a little on directing dave when we get there but i think i thought he did a great job first time director i I thought he did never acted like yeah man yeah no but like like you said they're real skateboarders and they yeah you know they're real in in tune with the situation so he really didn't have to you didn't really have to tell them how to act. It seemed like it was natural to them. Yeah. See, that's why it felt very found footage for me. Yeah. yeah. I think. Yeah, very. That, you know, almost documentary style, where they were just kind of, even though, I thought, yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was good. It was okay. like I said, and I did, I did give Jonah Hill a good score okay. for his directing, but not great, not as great as his story. <laughs> so, okay. so let's get to the score speaking of which yeah um so there are 10 categories that we are gonna uh, we're gonna have you score on a one to ten scale i gave you a broad brush of what these categories are yep and so the first category is cast and when we're talking cast it's recognition only mm-hmm. so you only you know only if you know the person by, by if you by the, know the person by name and face it's two points if you know the person by face or name, but not the other, it's one point. And that it, you just add that up until you get to a maximum of 10. Gotcha. And this is not including this movie. So if you know them from something else that you've seen before this gotcha. is how you score it. 
Okay, so what do you think for cast? So this is where my nerdy skateboard brain gets to come into play because I know, again, uh, so Sonny Soljic, the lead, um, at the same time as he was doing this, he was also doing voice and motion motion capture for the God of War video games. So that's okay. how I first found out who he was, was because of the God of War game that came out in 2018 as well. Um, so Sonny Soljic, um, the guy who played Ray, he's a professional skater named Nikkel Smith. And at the time, he was one of my favorite skaters. So there's another one. Uh, Lucas Hedges, who's really good in Boy Raced. But I saw that after I saw this. So, okay. but I... But I know who Lucas Hedges is because of these movie of those two movies. Um, that is where we kind of top out on my two pointers. Okay. Uh, but again, uh, the scene at the Santa Monica courthouse, the homeless man they're talking to, he's a rapper named Del the Funky Homo Sapien. I knew him by voice, <laughs> and I know his face. Um, Chad Muska plays one of the homeless men that they talk about at the courthouse ledges. Uh, professional skater Donnie Barley plays one of the cops that chases them out. So I'm cheating a little bit because I know these people from other things. Yeah. But but no, yeah. it's just about recognition. Yeah. So, so are we eight or nine? Um, I'll say I'll go eight because again, I'm gonna I'm gonna be fair and only because I'm such a nerd about a few things that are deep in this movie. Uh I could probably go further and name more people, but yeah. we'll say an eight. I want to be okay. fair. I don't want to okay. cheat. I don't want to cheat. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good score. I got to tell you, I was at a two because the yeah. only person I knew was the mom. Yeah. That's Captain Waterston. What's funny is I didn't even know who she was when I first saw this movie. <laughs> I'm like, you know. And and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Be a good mother. <laughs> <laughs> Damn yeah. it. My 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 mom would have had those kids arrested. <laughs> it oh, wouldn't yeah. have been it wouldn't yeah. have even been funny. He, actually, she would have probably just beat the shit out of him. And then yes, that's what my mom would have done. Yeah, uh, mine too. They would all got their got, asses and whooped flip flop off and started just yeah. Mm. <laughs> just started whacking people. Um, I didn't talk about this before, but I did bring it up. Rat Brain says my skateboarding days consisted of playing Tony Hawk one and two. Yeah, and that's. <laughs> What's up, that's Harrison? where that, that song from Tony Hawk 2 always pops into my head. Superman? Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, so whenever that song plays, I just remember playing Tony Hawk yeah. 2. Harrison um, in the house. Real movies What's is up, in the house. Harrison, what is up, brother? Um, I can't tell you how much shade Rich was throwing <laughs> about missing your show last week. No, that was pre-show, Dave. That was pre-show. What stays in pre-show, what we talk about in pre-show stays in pre-show. What, stays, yeah, what, what happens in pre-show stays in pre-show. Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, he didn't, he wasn't there, he wasn't there last week, so I'm throwing him under the bus. Um, <laughs> spicy saying, hey. All right, back and forth. Okay. So, eight for cast. The next thing is the acting. So, this kind of works with cast. So, based on the cast members you know or the point score that you got, how well did they do on a scale of one to ten? Okay. Um, so uh, if we I gotta you gotta take into account that all these people, with the exception of Catherine Watterson and Lucas Hedges, are first time or second time actors. And mm -hmm. I really feel like they nailed what they were supposed to be nailing. Um, and I wanna say like 
I've been debating with this for a few weeks now, whether I was going to say seven or eight, because some of the delivery is not great, but the right. earnest, the earnestness of the delivery uh, keeps it high for me. So again, in the interest of being fair, I'm going to say seven. Okay. There's a few standout things. I think Nikel Smith as Ray, when he tells um, Sunburn his story about his brother dying and mm. fuck shit helping him out. And like that alone, I was like, damn, and this dude has never acted before. And then yeah. even his last line where he goes, you know, you take the hardest slams, bro. You don't have to. And like, dude, I got chills right now saying that yeah. line. It's it's yeah. so powerful and so good. And he delivers it so well. But yeah. in the interest of fairness, I'll say seven. Okay. I I, I like how you're being super critical of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mike, this I scored this is higher awesome. than you did. I, you, I, I actually gave it an eight. And me too. That's what action. I gave it. But again, because I don't know any of the cast. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was like, I think they did a phenomenal job because yeah. I didn't recognize him. And my my actual low point with Cat was Catherine Waterston. I don't yeah. think she did a good job. So I, I was the like, best the best she I knew was in the yeah. car after the yeah. confrontation. That was the best that, she did. Yeah. When that was yeah, that was her best thing. And you could see the pain and the hurt on her face. That was yeah. the only time. Otherwise, mm -hmm. otherwise she didn't get it. It's really just kind of window dressing. Even gonna... a, even a little bit when she walked in the skate shop and she cussed yeah. the kids out. I wasn't buying that. I was, was like, so... okay. People it, always it was... say they use kids in movies as window dressing and they get acted to and not acted with. It was super yeah. refreshing to see the reverse in this movie just, and the adults yeah. were the background and yeah. the kids were at the forefront and they did yeah, such an like amazing job. Movie. Yeah. And we're critical yeah. of kid acting too. Mm -hmm. so we are. We're very that, critical of kid acting. I think. Awesome. I think across the board. I think except for maybe one guy. Um, I really liked him. Yeah, I really liked him. I thought they all did really good. And uh, um, yeah, good. All right. So, third category is the plot. Now, the plot is basically the seed of the movie. So the right. rules are, and I am going to just read the synopsis from IMDb. Man, I wish we were still doing trailers like you guys used to because. Yeah. We, we still do trailers. You're going to you're actually take right. the trailer into account. Okay. Um, but a lot of times, you know, because yeah. we do the trailer for sure. Of course. But I don't know. I think I, this, times, the way you do been, it here, oh, it makes the most sense. Trailer. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm going to read it from IMDb. And based on that, without any foreknowledge of the movie or anything like that, how likely would you be to watch it on a one to 10 scale? Okay. You can count the, the trailer. Okay. If you if you like, and that's like bonus points, like one or two bonus points based on, dude, I like the trailer. I definitely want to see that. Right. Okay. All right. So here we go. Follow Stevie, a 13-year-old in 1990s era Los Angeles who spends his summer navigating between his troubled home life and a group of new friends that he meets at a Motor Avenue skate shop. That's it? Okay. That's it. Um <laughs> So luckily, like the trailer, that speaks directly to me. So like if I saw that even as a kid, if I was 13 years old in 1995, presumably when this movie takes place, uh, that I would read that and be like, I have to see this now. Um, so I got to say, just based on that, I got to give it like a nine, man. Like, OK. Well, it's understandable. Yeah, that's cool. 
And um, just to let you know that Caveman has subbed to your channel, brother. So thanks for the love, Caveman. Thank you so much. That means a lot. We're on a we're on a break right now, but we'll be coming back at the mid late August with new episodes. Yeah, and uh, and I'm looking forward to being on your show at some point. We're gonna yes. Yes. we're gonna work something out, either myself and Rich, or just me, or just Rich, or whoever. But yeah, you know, do figure out some kind of thing, and yeah. we'll we'll get we'll get there. We'll yeah. make it happen. Definitely. Um, all right. So the next thing is the ending. And I separate this from the story is that we're just talking about how it ends. Does it answer all the questions that you had? Was there anything left open? Did you get the closure that you wanted? So rate the ending for this movie on a one to 10. No brainer. 10. The ending to this movie is a 10. And if you need explanation, I can go into it and give it to you, give you why. I do. Uh, so this movie could have easily been the corniest movie about skateboarding on the planet. If they would have set out and you had fourth grade talking about the whole time, we're get, by the end of the summer, we're going to make a video because that's what you do in skateboarding is you make video parts. You put out full length videos as a company and you try and sell those and make money and create buzz for your skateboard brand. Uh, but if they had made that the focus, it would have been super corny. But the fact that he's just there filming, they acknowledge him filming. If you're somebody that's in tune with skateboarding culture, you know that skaters are always filming everything. And the fact that they had, they were, they were, all of them were starting to go their own separate ways towards the end of this movie. And then the big thing happens and they all come back together and rally around Stevie to make sure he's all right. And then after Nikel Smith says that line about you don't have to take the hardest slams fourth grade goes hey guys check this out and just puts it on and it goes oh dude i dude i love this movie i'm getting chills and it goes right into that song by far side which is an amazing song passing me by by far side and yeah. it's fisheye and everything about it is exactly what would have been filmed if this was like a behind the scenes of the movie like and uh, you know a, a, a summer in the life of some kids skateboarding like it's it is so perfect. It's the perfect way to end that movie. Does it answer all the questions about his home life and his brother's orange juice problems and his mom's <laughs> former drug and man issues? No. But you know what it does answer? All the questions about what those kids went through that summer. Yeah. 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 I can't say I gave it a 10 personally, but I didn't. Um, and a lot of that is because it didn't give me the answers. I didn't get all the answers. I love yeah. the movie mm -hmm. and I love the, the dichotomy about how they gave him such crap because he was talking about how he wanted to be a filmmaker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, you can't make film. You suck, whatever. And then he goes, and he goes, hey, check this movie out. And it turns out really good. And I would have liked a little bit more after that of them going, yeah. man, fourth grade. Yeah. Come up fifth grade. I think if I think if that happens, that leans into the corny aspect of it. Sure. You know, but I'm a corny guy. So it's uh, uh, no, me too. <laughs> me too. But I, I uh, you know, I just would have liked just a little bit, a little bit of um, adulation. Right. Even if they were just man, you know, yeah, or high five you know, or yeah. something, you high know, high five or, or yeah. fuck shit. That was cool. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, totally cool. I'm glad you gave it a 10 because yeah. it's still well deserving. That's the and, only um, that's that's one of the few numbers on this whole like list that I refused to budge on. I was like, nah, yeah. I'm not budging on that. That's, that's a 10. Totally cool. Yeah. And speaking of 10s, let's talk about the story. Yeah. Um, 
So this is the same type of thing where plot is the seed, story is the forest. So you're looking at the whole thing, beginning, middle, and end. How does it play out? Were there any slow parts or draggy parts? Um, so what would you give the story on a 1 to 10? Uh, so on this one in particular, I struggled with a little bit um, because when you watch the movie and it gives you so much, so many little things about his life that kind of mm. don't go anywhere. So initially rewatching it and trying to have a critical eye on while watching it, I was like, ah, the story is going to take a hit because there's like, there's no coherence until you get to the meat of the movie where they're just skating. And then I realized, oh, okay, that other stuff is not a major part of it. That is, right. That's window dressing. That's right. setting the vibe, setting the scene of his home life, of his relationship with his mom and his brother. And that can add to the story as well, as long as it's not too far out of left field or out of place. Uh, right. So I did struggle with this one a lot. Um, I'm going to go, and this is just story plot. So I'm going to go eight on this. Okay. Um, I think it, it nails a couple of things. Like when he lands his first Ollie in the backyard, like the way that shot and the way that, that there's no music and it's just, you hear the slap of the board on the ground and the wheels hit the ground. Like been there. I know exactly how good that feels to land your first Ollie. Um, a few years ago, Rick and I, my partner from something awesome, we picked up skateboards and we we're like, we're not too old to skate. And then we went on this dash to try to ollie again. And so I got to feel that feeling again in my late 30s of relearning how to ollie and feeling pretty decent about it. Uh, so and I, I think that goes along with story for me is all these little things in the movie. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to go with the eight and stick with there. I think it's fair. And uh, there could have been better, more fleshed out stuff. But I think the stuff that they drilled down on and focused on was handled really well. Okay. No, good score. Um, I have to say that for me, the, the story is the favorite, my favorite part. Me too. Um, awesome. Now, and it's the, it's basically how, how it develops. And you, there's a lot of character development in the beginning, like you yeah. said, with the, with the kid and the, and the older brother and the mom. And at first I was like, oh man, to hell with this movie. And <laughs> it starts really rough, man. It, does. It, starts, it starts really rough. And then what, what I saw was the growth of a boy who was trying mm -hmm. to, trying to just, make it work from all the crap that he has to deal with. He's just trying to, he's trying to make something happen. And yeah. he runs into these guys and these guys kind of take him in. Mm -hmm. And I can't say he learns good, makes good choices, but he, he finds kind of a, a family that he wanted, that he needed at the time. Yeah. Where he made, his, he his made some and friends and he made some memories. Not, yeah, his mother and, and older brother very identifiable. Not, yeah, they're not very they weren't very involved. They weren't doing, you know, they weren't really even though the mother was like, "Oh, you know, total helicopter mom." And then but then the brother's like, you know, jealous of, you know, because compared to yeah. how he was brought up, how his mom yeah. was when he was brought up. And I think that's why he took a lot of his anger out on him. Mm -hmm. Um but it was the, you know, the boy kind of going through that. Yep. And then coming to that culmination of the incident at the end, mm -hmm. I I just thought the whole the whole arc of of the boy was was my favorite part. How that boy grew as a person. 
in the over the course of the movie. Good yeah, and it's, a real, it's a real classic coming of age story, like that you would have seen in the nineties yeah. or the eighties. Oh yeah. As a movie. I don't know how I missed this movie. I'm so I, yeah, glad I, you watched it, man. I'm so happy you guys. Yeah, I'm it. glad you recommended it. Me too. And I just got to tell you, if I get on a skateboard again, it's going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because everybody's going to be laughing. Um, and I believe this is your yeah, this is your producer. Thanks yep. for the save, Caveman. Yes, you guys are totally welcome on the show anytime. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, Mrs. Caveman is also subbing to you, so you got two. Hey, thank- awesome. let's go. Let's go. Um, Awesome. I like Cave Man and Miss Caveman have been really, really dedicated to our show and mm-hmm. really appreciate it. Um, we appreciate it. Love Thank having them on the show. And I just, I only known Caveman for a few weeks, really. And then yeah. now we're just like, we're always like sending stuff to each other and, and talking. And, you know, I, I'm 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 glad he's a nice guy. I really like him, yeah. and his name is Guy. So he's he's a just great guy. <laughs> from uh from the last year or so, or just over a year that I've been watching you guys do the Sesame Street stuff and the by the yeah. numbers and all that, you guys have an awesome community of people. We are very blessed with that. Yeah, um, yeah. Really. We don't take it. it for granted. We we yeah. just we appreciate them. We really do. Yeah, it's it's all rich. Rich brings them in. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just try to keep them from leaving. Um, so Evan says, Rich, you missed because you were reading comics. <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's get to the next five categories. Okay. So the first five are kind of like your your opinion, but you're trying to be objective. The second yeah. five are mainly technical. So right. to start off, the next one is script. So. Again, I, I look at the story and the acting and kind of piece that together. But how do you think the script was? How did you feel about the script on a one to ten? Um, so based purely on how natural the writing felt, because this did not feel like a Hollywood script where, all right, guys, we know you weren't born yet, but you're going to act like some kids from 1994. Um, but having having Jonah Hill be the one to write this script who grew up in that area and, and like a self-admitted try-hard skateboarder who used to go hang out at the Santa Monica courthouse when he couldn't skate with the skateboard. Like this felt really natural. And like Rich keeps saying, it felt like a documentary or like a found footage thing. And uh, so for, for that alone, I got to give it like an eight, a solid eight. It's like, it's almost a nine just because of how natural it feels. But again, interest of fairness and i'm trying to take my love for the subject matter out i'm gonna go it's a high eight man it's a high eight for sure the high eight nice okay the next one is what i call visuals this is a combination of cinematography visual effects camera work things like that um different types of shots or whatever what did you think of the of the visuals here on a one to ten Man, uh, the shot of them skating over the bridge gets me like just the sunset in the background. And like he's using Southern California and it's hard to not have a nice shot, you know, yeah. um, but the interiors of the skate shop and making it feel like a working business establishment and not just setting up shop inside of an existing building. Um, the skate demo where uh, fuck shit and Stevie are drinking and causing trouble like that's how like 
it really nailed the feel of skateboarding if that makes any kind of sense whatsoever like not necessarily the filming of the skateboarding that comes into play later with the movie that fourth grade makes um because they did really well with that also i just they, they were really honest and realistic about the way they shot it and no there's not any fancy camera tricks or there's not any fancy uh crane shots or special effects or anything like that but just like if if we're just talking cinematography and none of the extras it's it's like another eight for me because it feels so real and honest okay yep yeah, Spicy said you were watching the Cardinals lose games and players. Oh, that's true. Uh, says not complaining, but there is weird feedback. And I was going to ask you, Caveman, are you watching it on your TV? Um, Rap Rain's not hearing any feedback. Um, anyone else here? It was just me and Miss Caveman listening through our TV. If that makes a difference, I think that's, I think that's the difference. Um, that maybe because it's on the TV, I don't. I'm not hearing any feedback. Yeah, I don't know is if you guys hard? are. Nope. Um, Unless I'm talking too loud, I can bring it down. <laughs> um, Harrison says it sounds like muffled feedback. Weird. On a laptop. I don't know. I think you guys just have more technology than we do. Uh, <laughs> you, just have more, you have more expensive stuff. Yeah, they uh, must. All right. So did you give a score for, for the yeah. visual? Eight. I didn't get it. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Okay. I was right there. And I was, I was at an eight also for it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, uh, and I think, yeah, Rich, you gave it a 10. I did. I love the look. Um, I just, I love yeah, the look I, of this film. The four by three, like purposely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the, the, yeah, the aspect yeah. ratio just fit with the nineties. And I think my, my favorite shots were, were when they're skateboarding in the middle of the street. Yep. Going over the bridge. Going over the going over the bridge and coming down, and then, and they're all like in this row, and there's cars going. Even though the cars were not from the '90s, but you know, <laughs> I would take that. Um, there, there's no over. there's no continuity score, Dave. There's no continuity. No continuity score. score. <laughs> I didn't put it in there on purpose because you know, I can't do that. I also like that they put there's grain in this yeah. movie. It's not. Um, yeah, you get that '90s grain. Yeah, they so stuck to that. Says it sounds muffled on the TV, but fine on the iPhone. Okay. Um, for the visuals, was that a California eight or just a regular eight? <laughs> uh, he got lucky because of being in California, but it's a regular eight. <laughs> it's, a regular. it's a regular. I'm like, eight we're, sure. we're both in California, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, okay, yeah. so the next thing is direction. So we're talking about Jonah Hill, how he directed the movie, um, and I think this is this was his first. Yeah. Directing game, and I don't know yep. if he's done anything else since, has he? I don't think so. I don't think he has. I don't think so either. Um, so what do you think about him, how he did directing wise on a one to ten? Um, at first, when I got done watching the movie, I was like, Oh, this is a 10, like because of all of the things we've talked about before with the actors and not being uh seasoned actors. Um, but again, trying to keep the critical eye on and not not cheat scores a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to stick with an eight on this also uh, because a lot, I, I saw a lot of interviews around the time of the release of this movie and um, Jonah Hill com continuously praised the kids, the actors saying like, yeah. I didn't have to do much to get what I wanted out of them. 
now. Is that just dumb luck or is that me being a good director? I don't know. I can't tell you. All I can tell you is that I didn't have to do much to get what I wanted out of these guys. Um, there's even some stuff that I wanted to talk about specifically. I guess it's going to be visually or acting for for the, the, the cast as well. But like Nikhil Smith specifically, the way he does tricks in this movie is not how he does tricks. He does skateboard tricks in this movie like a kid from the 90s. And it's very hard to pinpoint if you're not somebody that's in tune with skateboarding. But skateboarding in the 90s had less, quote, style than it does now. Yeah. Uh, and Nikel Smith now is one of the most stylish skateboarders on four wheels. The dude makes everything look cool. Uh, and when I when you see him in the background, when he's talking to when uh, Stevie's talking to Ruben about fuck shit and, and Ray and he's telling him and then they show him repeatedly doing a 360 flip repeatedly over and over and over again and it's like that's exactly how people did it in the 90s now they dangle a leg out and they catch it with their front foot and you know and, and it's it's a lot more stylish now but he was doing tricks like they did in the 90s and I don't know if that was a directorial thing or if it's got to be, right? It's got to be Jonah Hill saying, say, yeah. hey, man, I need you to do your tricks like this because it's more true to how they look then. And Nikkel Smith being such a good skateboard going, I got you, bro. Here it is. Boom. So I got to put that in directing. So, yeah, we're going to go We're gonna go eight. I was going to go nine at one point, but I was like, no, we'll go, we'll go eight because he could have just gotten really lucky with some guys that were able to figure out what he wanted right away without him having to do anything. But then there's small things like the way the guys do tricks in the movie that that has to be a directive from your director. Right. Okay. So Caveman says we are in a cave, so very little technology. <laughs> Plus, Mrs. Caveman is breathing from pedaling the bike to generate electricity for the TV, so maybe that's the problem. Well, and Please being in a cave also cave. accounts for the echo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rap Rain says... Uh, caveman, you gotta praise the little diesel engine or mouth breather you have. <laughs> and we got Sarah in the house leaving What's tomorrow up, morning for the cruise. Sarah, good to see you, and Glad I hope you have Sarah. fun on your cruise. Have fun and be uh, safe. Heck yeah, have yeah, fun. Be safe. But yeah, I mean, I gave the directing a seven, so okay. I'm not. I went eight. Like I, said, I thought he went eight too. Rich went eight. I went. I went seven. I thought it was solid, but yeah, it didn't seem like it didn't seem like to me that Jonah Hill had to do a lot. Right. And that's kind of where I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta dock this a little bit. Yeah. Because these kids seem really natural in their element, and so looked up. It was shot in super sixteen millimeter. Holy crap! Look at. Rick over here giving us information Rick. for us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Heck yeah. Hold on. I got something for that. A little applause for Rick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Caveman saying, hey. All right. So the next thing is the music. And this is sound effects, score, soundtrack, all that stuff or audios. What did you think of the audio here on a, on a one to 10? Oh, uh, it's a 10. Uh, even, even if it was just the far side song at the end, I would say 10. Cause that's one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, but to use a uh, wave of mutilation at the beginning and the way, just the way the music feeds into the moods of the shots. Yeah. Number one, mm -hmm. 
Number two, we're talking about sound as a whole. The skateboarding audio, yeah. perfect. Absolutely perfect. The sound of the board snapping off the ground, the bearing spin while the board's in the air, the sound the board makes when it flips. Like, every, dude, it's a 10. It is no brainer 10. Nice. Nice. All right. The last category is the wild card, and that's based on the genre. And this is a drama. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no bones about this. There's no hybrid. This is a drama. Mm-hmm. So, how would you rate this drama compared to other dramas you've seen mm-hmm. on a one to 10 scale? So, I'm going to dock it a little because we don't really get a lot of closure about his home life and relationship with his brother and his mom. And I know the movie is more about the relationship with the kids he meets at the skate shop. But when you show me that stuff, I want, I want to see more. I want something. You don't have yeah. to tell me everything was fine from that day forward. Cause I know it's not, I understand what that life is, but you got to give me something and it didn't. So just as a drama, I'm going to say eight. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what I gave it to and- and it gets it gets an eight because of how well um, the character interaction is throughout the rest of the movie. But when you show me those little pieces, you gotta you gotta give me a little bit. You gotta give me a little bit. You know. Nice. Again, I'm glad you recommended this movie, man. Yeah, this was this was a great first watch. So this one I was I was a little worried about because I know Dave doesn't like to watch anything he relates to. He likes to not want to relate to anything. Um, yeah. I want to. Uh, I, I want the fantasy. I don't. I don't want to go. You, this, you want this the disconnect, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't um, want that. But I, you know, I can give credit where credit is due, and this is a good watch. This is. Yeah. It, it's at. It's a one-time watch for me. I probably will not touch it again. But. It's, but uh, it was good. It was really. You'll watch Excision a couple more times. Oh yeah. yeah, I'll watch Excision a couple more times. Um, I was worried because of the kid aspect. <laughs> You've seen that twice already. Yeesh. Yeah. 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 So um, I was worried about the kids aspect also. Um, you know, because kid actors generally are never the focus. Um, so those two things had me kind of worried, and I was like, there's no way these guys have seen this movie. So that also had me worried it being a first-time watch and not having the previous history with it, you know? But yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you guys liked it. Hey, this is our, our buddy fourth grade. Yeah, fourth grade. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, was, I, I, oh. I, that made me chuckle. Yeah. Is he dead? He's dead. <laughs> um, all right. So... <laughs> Let's let's go to the the final numbers on mid nineties. Okay. Um. So IMDb gives us a seven point three. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes critic score eighty percent. Audience score eighty one percent. Rich gave this a seventy five. I gave it a seventy two. And Mike, your score is eighty four. Well, that's higher than I thought. That's higher than I thought. Okay. That's not because I don't think it's that good of a movie. I just was purposely not doing any math when I gave it my numbers. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that makes sense. I never do the math. I just yeah. give Dave the numbers. I don't even <laughs> nope. I don't even add mine up. 
Yeah, I've noticed that a few times. You'll be like, oh, man, I gave that that high of a score. All right, all right. <laughs> I, I don't ever do Oh, wow. That. I didn't break it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when his score for Oppenheimer was easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie. It was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, remember, a quick photo of fourth grade looked like every kid from the 90s meth commercials. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. He looks like that kid. Dave wants to escape from his movies and also why he changed his last question. Yes, <laughs> definitely why I changed my last question. Um, so, yeah, good, good first offering. That was a lot of fun. Let's move on to movie number two. Okay. So this is the fourth one. Do you have a guess? So then this so then has to this... be Flight of the Navigator, right? This has to be Flight of the Navigator? Um, no. Really? <laughs> wow. Our, our number four movie Ooh. is Beverly Hills Cop. Okay. Um, like I said, these scores are really close. So okay. it's not okay. it's not that big of a deal either way. Um, but... Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised about this too. I'm I'm shocked. I'm a little shocked that it's uh, four. So this was three uh, on my list for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Um. So so this is so Beverly Hills Cop is from 1984. Yeah. Had a budget of 15 million dollars and made 316.3 million in the box office. Man, talk about out nothing, kicking your coverage, man! Holy crap! Yeah, nothing like you know, nothing like having Eddie Murphy's name on the movie to where. Yeah. So I know this was this was a replacement. Yeah. Um. So why is this one on your list? Uh, because I constantly, constantly quote this movie even to this day. It's uh, so I, I have another list of movies. It's movies I saw when I was entirely too young to see them. And this this is definitely on that list. That's funny. Uh, I like that. <laughs> um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High is on that list as well. Like there's a bunch of movies from around this time that are like, why did I see these movies when I was six years old? I was way <laughs> too young to see these movies. Uh, but yeah, I to this day, I still constantly quote this movie. Uh, is this the man that destroyed the buffet at the Ferro Club this morning? Like, just that alone. I say that shit all the time for no reason. Uh, but yeah, I, I constantly quote this movie. So that's why this was an easy replacement. Yeah. <laughs> so that means it's like, you want to you fight now or later? <laughs> uh, about probably of, he, about Flight of the Navigator, me thinking yeah. it was so low. Yeah. Yeah. Evan so, says Mike doesn't believe in flight. <laughs> that is number. That is a number one movie, my friend. I I, I believe in it. It's Life just is that obviously number one. <laughs> if the the problems with with some of the scoring, like with the casting, with the cast, and with the script, and like some of the subjective stuff that I can't cheat on with that movie, even though I yeah. love that movie, that's yeah. why I thought it was going to be lower. I'm glad it's not though. Very it's, happy. It's interesting, yeah. Stakeout? No, no. I'm picnicking. This is like a picnic area. <laughs> so so yeah i mean this this movie is is super fun and it's a classic it's a classic it is yeah it's just you know they did of course they did a trilogy of this and i i heard that a fourth one was going to happen but i think well, it was still I think cool got, netflix 
Okay. Yeah, I, a, I thought it was going to be scrubbed, but uh-oh. at least they're yeah they're they're not going to yeah. put it in the theater. But right. So that that gives me a little bit of pause. But I, you know, I I like these movies. They're you know total action comedies. Oh, they're comfort food, man. They're yeah. comfort yeah, food. It is. It's it's like the you know it's like the grilled cheese and tomato soup. You just gotta. Mm-hmm. It's just that's exactly what you want. You Not know, the what you're or, get with it. or the that? chicken the chicken salad sandwich with the banana in the, the tailpipe. <laughs> I'm not falling for no banana in my tailpipe. <laughs> I want to see I want to see Casper, but my dad said no because of the ghost. But took me to Beverly Hills Cop three instead. Yes. <laughs> Uh, couldn't see, uh, couldn't see kids, but I, I couldn't see kids, but I could see a rated R movie. That's awesome. Oh, it's funny. Lethal Weapon Two saw that movie way too soon. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> okay, I, I saw Exorcist in the theater when I was six. Damn. Wow. That explains a lot, Dave. You yeah. want to? Yeah, it, it kind of does, doesn't? <laughs> it was the same year. It was Jaws. And then The Exorcist in 1976. And The Exorcist was still playing in the theater, even though it came out in 73. Yeah. Um, Pop Culture says I watched Godfather at nine. (laughs) That's a rough one. (laughs) I would have been on the playground by the time, (laughs) before that was over. That was a long movie. Um, All right. So. That's great. Yeah. You got to give it up. But like I said, it's really just a matter of a couple of points here. Between, yeah. between fifth and even second. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, there's just, there's so much to like about this movie, but it's not, it's not Oscar worthy. It's not something that you just kind of, you know, that it's like, oh man, it's, you know, it's totally the Oppenheimer of state. No, it's no. a blockbuster. <laughs> one but of those. I, I would watch um, this endlessly over a lot of those Oscar movies, though. Oh heck yeah. yeah! Every day and twice on Sunday, I would watch yep. this before yep. certain things. Um, what else we got? Uh, <laughs> improper use of bananas, definitely. <laughs> my thoughts of how bananas are to be used in cinema. Miss um, uh, Caveman says I watched Halloween in the drive-through when I was ten, when it first oh, wow. came out. Still one of my all-time favorite horror flicks. See, that was uh, uh, speaking of bananas. That was Damon Wayne's, right? As the the guy with the bananas, yes. Is it Damon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was Damon Wayans. Okay. Um, pop culture. Evan says, of course, The Exorcist was still playing in the theater in the seventies. Home <laughs> video did not exist yet. Yeah, no, that's true. I, it, that that thing played until I think it played till almost nineteen eighty. Like every year, it would come out for a little bit, and they would they just keep redoing it. Um, but all right, so let's get to the scores on this. Yeah. So Beverly Hills Cop, cast recognition. What would you give that on a one to ten? All right. So, oh wait, I'm sorry, I didn't get your second question. Oh, oh, oh! I myself, hot seat question number two. All let's right, get let's to go. that first. What is your go-to movie snack or beverage for theater right. or home? I know so, you prefer the streaming. So, what's your go-to beverage and snack? We'll go. We'll go with theater. Just to okay. you know, stay true to this question, and uh, it's the theater we go to that in the city I live in. They have this combo pack, and it's a large popcorn. It's got to be popcorn, right? It's a large popcorn and a large cherry coke zero. That's my salty and my soda, and candy. I get Mike and Ike's. Ooh. 
And those are occasionally I mess around with some nachos, but I hate messy nachos. So I don't like to do that in a theater. I wouldn't want somebody to eat nachos like that in my house and make a mess. So why would I do it in the theater? Oh, yes. Yes. I agree with that. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's popcorn, Cherry Coke Zero, and some Mike and Ike's, man. And I'm set. I'm a happy camper. All right. So what about at home? That's also in the question. Um, At home. Yes. Pizza. It's always pizza. Pizza is my movie snack when I'm watching movies at home. It doesn't matter from where. I don't care what's on it as long as there's no pineapple and I'm good to go. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had somebody say, you know, somebody asked me if pineapple belongs on a pizza and I said, sure, just not my pizza. Well, I always, my wife loves it. So I always tease her. I go, well, it, you can have it, but it does not belong there. <laughs> yes. It's not, it's not right. <laughs> Rat brain says, Oh, and when I saw your little factoid, I was instantly taken back to pop a video on VH1. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Um, all right. So let's get back to the cast. Yeah. Okay. What would what would you give the cast here on a so, one to ten scale? Again, this is knowledge of them before this movie came out. Two points for name and face, one point for name or face. So I, I left this blank because I like the idea of going over it with you by person that I know. So obviously Eddie Murphy, right? That's number one. Obviously. Um, Judge Reinhold was someone even at seven or eight when I saw this I was familiar with. Um, then Bronson Pinchot as Serge. Uh, so there we go. We got six. Um, the... The guy that plays uh, Lieutenant, um, I never remember his name, but I know I've seen him other places. Um, okay. But then you also get the very small role that Paul Reiser plays in this one. He plays a bigger role in part two, but yeah. he's also in here. So that's another one that I knew. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, this movie made me want to know who John Ashton was but I didn't know who he was until seeing this movie and him plays portrayal of Taggart. So we'll go eight. Cause yeah, I got, I got three by name and face and then two. I knew tangentially that had small parts. So we'll say eight. Nice. They just don't make comedies like this anymore. Nah, and even when I they miss, try to, they're not. They don't help. They don't hold up. I, I miss this the '80s comedies now. Yeah. I don't know if it's just nostalgia, or I think that has a lot to do with it, for sure. Uh, but I agree with you. They don't make them like that anymore. They they try start. They try to be funny, and it's not. Uh, Mike, what about penicillin? Do you like penicillin? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Harrison believes pineapple belongs on a pizza he's hashtag that some people are allergic to pineapple Mm -hmm. yes yes Harrison I had pizza with pineapple tonight I take take back what I said about your community earlier guys (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm having second thoughts myself (laughs) Um, oh Damon Wayans there's another one I yeah. I mean, it's a but small that, part, you know, and he's in it for one. Yeah, small part. Yeah, something, something like that. You kind of can only yeah. give one point if they just have a little cameo thing or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to go nine? Yes, I do. 
Okay. Yeah, I do. All right, we'll go nine. Nice. All right. So let's talk about acting. All right. What did you think of the acting on this? <sighs> okay. This is where this one takes a hit with me a little bit. Um, <laughs> for, for a few reasons, um, this is obviously early in Eddie Murphy's movie career. Um, and it when there's stuff that you know is scripted, it doesn't feel organic. But there is some stuff in this movie that I feel like was improv that I have to bring up as yes. to how good it is. Um, the entire scene when he first goes to the art gallery and he's talking to Serge about that art piece. And he goes, how much is this? 150000 Get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot. It is serious. No, there was no, there is no way that was written. That banter between no. those two, there is yeah. no way somebody wrote yeah. that. Um, yeah. So when he was doing fun stuff like that, I'm like, man, yeah, this is the Eddie Murphy that I loved growing up. But then when you get to the stuff that is totally scripted, it's he's really rough. Um, the cast around him picks up like Judge Reinhold and John Ashton and the guy that played the lieutenant and uh, the, and um, the main guy, main dude, captain. Uh, those those guys kind of pick up when he's in scenes with them. But yeah, acting for being fair, I gotta go seven. I mean, we got we got to talk about how good the improv, improv uh, improvisational stuff is and how natural that stuff feels. But if we're just talking acting, it's like a seven, and that's like that's me giving it a little extra. All right. Uh, Evan says, back to the movie. This is such a fun movie, but I don't know if it holds up for a new audience. Uh, a lot of jokes are are for sure made for its time. For example, I don't know if my son would find it funny as much. Okay, I understand. Mm -hmm. And Miss Caveman says, Bronson Pinchot was brilliant. He was hilarious. So good. He's in so all fun. three of these movies, he's so good. He steals every scene he's in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's go to plot. All right. Here we go. A freewheeling Detroit cop pursuing a murder investigation finds himself dealing with the very different culture of Beverly Hills. So knowing we know the movie comes out in 1986, but we don't hear that in the synopsis there. So yeah. if this is just at face value... And not knowing Eddie Murphy's in it or any of that. Because of the location, it's like a six. It would be lower if it wasn't Southern California. You know, if it wasn't Beverly Hills and yeah. knowing how now, different. In the trailer, you can give bonus points for the trailer, remember. So, so if, if we're going to add a bonus point. We got to give it at least one bonus point for the trailer because the trailer yeah. is outstanding. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many you guys give or what your threshold is for that, but it's got the two. two. Yeah, maximum of two. But that write up is so piss poor. I don't want to reward that write up with two extra points for the trailer, even though the trailer is amazing. So we'll go seven. 
Yeah, I got I got to be fair, man. I can't just be like, oh, it's a 10 because I know Eddie Murphy's in it and it's hilarious. I just I, my goal. This was my main goal coming on this show with you guys is to take five movies that I know are all number ones for me that I absolutely love and being critical about them and being fair. Right. So, yeah, seven, I think, is how we'll go with that. That plot's pretty terrible, huh, Rich? That right up? (laughs) (laughs) Rich, if you need to step away for a second, go ahead. Any day. Um, Yeah, he's not feeling well, so he's going to step off for a second. Well, I hope he feels better and I hope he makes it back. Me too. Yeah. But it's just you and I. So let's get to the ending. So what did you think about the ending of this? Again, closure. Um, yeah. Did it answer all the questions? Did it do everything it wanted you wanted from it? What did you think of the ending? So and now I'm gonna I'm gonna encompass a, a, a lot of the last third of the movie with the ending, like mm-hmm. convincing the guys to go with him to the house or to the warehouse and then to Maitland's house, and then the ensuing hilarious 1980s shootout where nobody can hit anybody until they need to. Right. Uh, then the, the lieutenant lying to the captain about what happened and doing such a good job of coming up with a story on the fly and then bringing the joke back around of, oh, you guys going to follow me out of town, huh? Well, I'm going to stop and get a drink. I know a nice little place that if you guys want to join me. Like, so... You putting all that together, dude. This is like a nine for me. Like the okay. f- and it's so it, that freeze frame is so 80s. It's <laughs> mm, I love it. Love it. That's in the strip club, by the way. That's a good freeze frame. Yeah. Uh I gotta go a nine on this one just because okay. it hits all the notes I want it to hit. Cool. All right, and story. Um so I don't think this hurts story, but it being a comedy. And starting with something so friggin' dark. Uh, oh, yeah, with the, interesting. With the, with the friend getting popped in the hallway. like Right. It starts really dark. Like, knowing who Eddie Murphy was when I saw this movie, I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. And the first thing you see is pop. And it's like, whoa, okay. Number one, I'm way too young to be seeing somebody get shot in the middle of an apartment hallway. And number two, is this going to be funny? Um, I don't think that affects my take on the story, um, but I do think it's worth mentioning that for something that is a comedy, it starts really dark. Yeah. Um, you know, someone, a guy going to, going to a, a fish out of water, you know, going to a place where he's never been and the culture shock, trying to solve his friend's murder. Um, I think that's a, I mean, it's a bit tropey, but that's a good story. Fish out of water is a good story. Um this is another one uh, where I think this is like a movie that's a Western that's not a Western. Okay. Uh, because of the tropes. Um, right. So I, I, I got to go eight. I want to okay. go higher, but I'm going to go eight. I had to talk that out with you. I'm sorry if I'm long-winded. No, totally cool. <laughs> and then, all right, so moving into script. We're getting into the technical stuff. What did you think of the script here on a one to ten? Um, I'll tell you, this, this kind of hurt for me. Yes. 
because of the ad libs and the improv, those aren't in the script. And you can and those tell. were really some of the best stuff. Yeah. And you so, know, and you know what stuff is not written. You can feel yeah. what's not written. You can you can tell. And yeah. then because this is this is the one where you look at the script and said, you know, Eddie talks. <laughs> yeah. Just let him do his thing, and then you play <laughs> off of that. So yeah. yeah. Eddie and Bronson chew up some scenery for five minutes. Yeah. Like that's all yeah. that had to be on the page. Um yeah. script is like a six. Um Again, I'm not saying it doesn't have some of the best lines ever in a comedy because it yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, and again, stuff I still quote to this day. Um, but that stuff's not written. We know that you can feel it in the delivery. Yeah. So I got to go six on the script. Yeah. I wish I could go higher, but I just can't. Yeah, I get it. All right. So the visuals, cinematography, um, visual effects, yada, yada, yada. Banana in the tailpipe. Yeah. Um, chicken, chicken salad sandwich. Uh, chicken salad sandwich. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's what I'll say. Um, they do a great job of showing you what Detroit looks like and what Beverly Hills, like the juxtaposition of those two cities. Yes. Um, that a couple car, of wide shots on that that were pretty good. The car yeah. chase at the very beginning felt like something, and it's got fun music playing over it but that felt like something that could be in a gritty cop movie because of the way it was shot. Okay. Um, so being able to switch locales and stay true to both locales and show you like homeboy is in a completely different world now. Uh, I think that counts for a lot. Um, the subtleties of catching guys like especially Taggart and Billy reloading you didn't get a lot of reloading in 80s action movies. Not a lot of reloading. You got the 80, yeah, the 80s guns. Yeah, 80s guns with infinite ammo. Um, yeah, especially the revolvers. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's just keep going. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to say eight on on cinematography and visuals as a whole because okay. they do a really good job of showing you both locations and again, like the little things, uh, like the reloading that you never see in 80s action movies. So. Yeah, we'll go eight. Okay, I like it. So yeah, I've been I've been missing some chats here. Um, uh, K Man says I love this movie, but I love Beverly Hills Cop over this one. I don't ever want to discuss two. part three. <laughs> two says, was really good. I like two. Um, some of IMDb are not the same and would be written on the back of VHS. Just saying. Yeah. And that's kind of why I do it. I'm like, because it's it's a it's a random thing it's either going to be a nice little synopsis or yeah. you're going to get a total you know it's going to crap the bed yeah. and that's and, and that's kind of where the fun is of scoring it based on uh, that and I, I, says, we all just want to force dave to watch a musical nice dude team, man. there was that. there was almost a few musicals on this list but i spared you brother i spared you <laughs> that bro um <laughs> The, this movie was at the height of Paramount. Um, helped made Michael Eisner a star, and then he took over Disney. Yeah. All right. Next up is direction. So what did you think of the directing here? This was directed by Martin Brest. Mm -hmm. um, also did um, Scent of a Woman, Midnight okay. Run, and Meet Joe Black. All really good movies. Yeah, those are so, really good movies. But... yeah directing when you get 
really good comedians on screen and you go and you go have at it guys like that's let's uh, go yeah i don't i don't know man because yeah the the way the way the strip club scene is shot is shot really nicely and that's a lot of direction and not just cinematography there mm-hmm. um the shootout in the house and really getting a feel for how big that house is like that's that's part of directing um but as far as like getting performances out of people this really was like we have to put a name on this film as a director can who can we get for yeah a low cost um yeah Ooh, I th- mm, this is hurting me, but I feel like I'm gonna say another six, like with script. Hurts me yeah. though. God, this yeah. hurts me. I yeah, I agree. I gave this a six as well because I was Ugh. like looking at it, looking yeah. at it, going, "This is kind of low rent for him." It just didn't. Yeah, um, you know, it didn't seem like yeah, he didn't have to do anything. It was just kind of yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the, his other filmography and I'm going, "Dude, come on." This is really the redheaded stepchild compared to all the other stuff. But this probably made more movie. money than any of those other movies. Yeah. Definitely did. Um, <laughs> Rap Brain says the whole Jonah Hill with the skateboarders argument again. Yeah. 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 Um, for directors working at Paramount at this time was shoot it on time and on budget. Don't do too much point and shoot. Yeah. But like like There's, you said, it was, they were in their heyday, you know, yeah. Paramount, because they were just they were just spitting out movies right and Hopping left. them out. Yeah. Um. All right, music. Ten. Dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. We're gonna get to this with another movie down the road too, and yeah. I said it about mid nineties. If it was just Axel F by Herbie Hancock, it's a friggin' ten. But having all the other great songs of that era and the score, which is not it's 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 not always Axel F. And I think that's what people forget about these these movies. I think later mm-hmm. in, in the trilogy, they leaned on it too much. But yeah. there's other score in this movie that's not Axel F. That is also mm-hmm. fantastic. Like the entire the entire score during the shootout is amazing. Because it's a it's a different movie. It's a completely different movie for a few minutes. But yeah, this is a 10, dude. Like it's no brainer 10. Yeah. And then the last thing, wild card. This this was an interesting because this is this is a real true hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you either you either score it as a comedy mm-hmm. or you score it as an action movie. Now I lean toward comedy because Eddie Murphy's the star and that's yeah. kind of the, you know, it's comedy with a lot of action in it. Right. If you want to score it as an action movie, you can, but I think, you know, th- this is really like 50, 50. Yeah. That's, I think that was a, one of the other reasons why I put this on here is because I knew this was going to be one that's going to, this score specifically was going to be hard to, to figure out like as an action movie, it's probably like a five or a six as a comedy. Right. It's probably a seven or an eight. But right. if we're counting action comedy as its own genre, it's probably like an eight or a nine. But if I had to pick one because it would be a higher score, I'm going to go comedy. I'm going to give it a high eight, like yeah, almost nine. Like it is a high eight comedy. But man, yeah, it is one of those things where it's, it's greater than the sum of its parts as a genre flick. Like if it's, if, if you really put the two together, 
it outclasses so many movies in that genre. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it does it does date a little bit now, and I think I was mentioned oh, yeah. earlier in the chat. It's, it it is kind of dated, especially with the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, I still I still chuckle and you know laugh out loud. Um, you know, I think my my only my unfortunate with the score is is in the cast because I didn't know Judge Reinhold before this movie because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Fast Times yet, and that's where <laughs> I knew Judge Reinhold. I saw Fast Times before I saw also this. Also, <laughs> Yeah. yeah Somehow yeah. those two go together. I can't explain that. If you yeah. if you know, you know. Right. Um, but it's so weird. Yeah, I definitely yeah, saw Fast so Times weird. before I saw it, this. It was like Paul Reiser was great as his partner mm-hmm. and stayed behind Detroit to keep driving his car. Yeah. Um, Rap Bane is. Oh yeah, that was um, did the pop up video thing. Rap Bane yeah. says, "You know what else goes really good together? Pizza and pineapple." <laughs> rat brain bro oh god um so yeah let's go to the final scores yeah okay um since i'm done with the math imdb gives beverly hills cop a 7.3 fair rotten Rotten tomatoes critic score 83 percent audience score 82 percent rich gave it a 77 i gave it a 73 mike your score is 78 that's okay that's I like it. I'm I'm happy. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. That and that makes make it any you know, less of a classic. Mid 90s a higher score. Yeah. And that 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 makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It doesn't make it any less of a classic. It doesn't make it any less iconic. Um, yeah. What we have to remember here is that a high 7 anything on any medium is a good yeah. score. People get stuck on 9s and 10s or 90s score. and 100s, but dude. Yeah. We got to be swimming in sevens or else we can't exist. Exactly. Exactly. Way to put that. I like that. I stole that. Um, it's just like, you know, and I'm not much of a baseball fan, but if you're batting 300 in baseball, you're in the Hall of Fame. And yeah. that's one out of every three at bats, you get a hit. Yeah. So less than that. Yep. But uh, all right. So getting into number three, but first hot seat question number three. I thought you were going to forget No, I remember this time. Besides the movies in your high five, Mike, what is one movie you could watch on repeat right now? uh, Clerks is always my answer for this. The first Clerks movie. Um, It's it's either that or Mallrats. It's those first Kevin Smith movies for me. Um, They they hit me at just the right age and at just the right time. But uh, yeah, it's Clerks 100%. I mean, there's right. there's there's the obvious ones like, yes, Back to the Future and yes, Karate Kid. And, you know, there's a lot of movies that. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely Clerks. Yeah. OK. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, as you know, Rich has probably said numerous times and I've said numerous times, I'm not a Kevin Smith fan. Yeah, I guess. So so you get you. I have I, there's two Kevin Smith movies that I really like. And that's Dogma and Red State. Red State is the best thing he's ever made. Red State, Red it's State is so phenomenal. Good. Yeah. Um, and you know, and again, and that's also kind of a, you know, like a real life reference for me. It's kind of a familiarity for me, mm-hmm. um, because we used, we basically we had, I'm just gonna say a commune, mm-hmm. 
across the river from where I live and that commune was raided by the FBI. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And it was, okay. they were dispersed and, you know, it didn't, it didn't go Waco. It wasn't anything massive, but they, because of Waco and all these other things, they passed this law where they weren't allowed to do this anymore. So they basically went in almost guns blazing, wow. but no, no shots were fired, but they came in and basically just drove everybody out. And, um, and I can still see the compound from Ooh. my house. Uh, they shot red state literally three blocks from my house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. But yeah, yeah, I just, red state would be my number one dogma that's would be number cool. two. It's a great movie. God, those uh, are both great movies, but yeah. Yeah. That's really, it's really interesting, but yeah, I can, there are certain, certain directors that I don't care for, but there's always one movie that I like. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like Wes Anderson. Okay. But, but I love Life Aquatic. Yeah, Roy Royal Tannenbaum's is my yeah uh, Wes Anderson. I, I don't movie. yeah I don't know what it is about Wes Anderson movies, but I can't I can't stomach them. Oh, I know they're but, I can tell you they're pretentious and he's up his own ass, but that's what I like about him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about Life Aquatic. I shouldn't like that movie, but I do, and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and then same thing with the Coen Brothers. I don't like the Coen Brothers very much. But I love Burn After Reading, and it just—I haven't seen that. Oh man, it just—that was one of. There's one a moment in that movie where I jumped up out of my chair and said, "Holy shit!" Oh wow, <laughs> because it was—it was so surprising that I was like, "Wow!" And that—that yeah. that made that movie for me. But it's one of those things where you know we watched the movie. I was watching it with my kids. And they, we get to the end of the movie. And so, and Eric goes, so dad, so there was no point to this movie. And I go, Nope, that's what the Coen brothers do. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. And I, and I think that's, you know, the, that's the reason behind the Coen brothers. I don't care for. Yeah. Um, I did like no country for old men, but I did not like the ending. So okay. things like that. But yeah, as yeah. far as total movie, Burn After Reading is my favorite of the Coen brothers. But I mean, kind of the same type of thing with Kevin Smith, where it's just yeah. like, and actors too. There's certain actors where I just don't like, but then there's always one movie where I'm like, wow, I totally like that. Um, Caveman says Dogma is my go-to Kevin Smith movie. It's a great and one. Miss Caveman loves it as well. Uh, before we move forward, I want to give you one because it just popped into my head right now. I'll give you one out of like, I don't use the term guilty pleasures because I'm a firm believer that there's either things you like or things you don't. Yeah. Um, but if, if I were to say guilty pleasure movie that I watch no matter where it's at and if it's on TV is uh, Drumline. <laughs> like okay. That, for whatever reason, I can't explain it. I love that movie. And if I'm flipping through the channels and I see that Drumline is on, whether there's five minutes left or an hour and 25 minutes left, I'm watching it. Nice. Yeah. No, I could, I could see that. Yeah. I've got, I've got some movies that are like that too. Yeah. All right. So let's get to our third movie on the list. And it's the one you've been trying to get rid of the whole time. Okay. I'm glad this got number three. I'm so happy. This is number three. On Sit down. I think there's been some sort of mistake. <laughs> so there is no mistake. This is number three no. on our countdown. Yeah. And it is flight of the navigator. What was it that had you pick this movie? 
this is probably on my short list of favorite movies from when I was a kid. Um, this is uh, that shirt he's wearing on this movie poster. Um, mm. I had that shirt specifically because I wanted to go find this shirt after I saw this movie. I had the NASA hat. I made my mom buy me many of those shirts so I could wear that shirt all the time. Uh, it was just something I was really into space as a kid. And um, it's one of those movies where it's like, oh, man, that would be so cool. Like when I was a kid, I was like, that would be so cool to go on an adventure like that. And that's that's why this is on my short list of favorite movies from when I was a kid. Sweet. All right. So um, Flight of the Navigator is from 1986. Yep. Had a budget of nine million dollars made 18.5 million in the box office. All right. So not too shabby. Mm -hmm. It's a Disney movie. And it was it was great to revisit. I, I really like this. Yeah. Because um, it's been a while since I've seen it. Same. Same. Um, so, yeah, Buddy Jesus loves you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Jesus loves you, Caveman and Miss Caveman. Yeah. Mike Master is doing what he can do to support Nick Cannon's <laughs> kids. It's, it's, 100%. 100%. Nice. Hey, man, hopefully it wasn't George Clooney's pillow wedge that made you jump up, Dave. <laughs> uh, no. That's Pierce, crazy. ooh. <laughs> um <laughs> the revolt starts now. Uh, um <laughs> flight is a classic. Have yeah, to man. go be with the family. I might also be leaving for this crime against all movies. <laughs> um, but see, it, I mean if you look at the background, you'll see what the other two movies are. There's no way this was going to beat the other two movies. No way this was going to beat the no other two way. movies. It just I was like when you get the other two movies, I was like, oh, "Come on." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was so funny. It's been so long since I've seen this. I honestly thought that it was Henry Thomas was the main. Oh, as the, the kid? kid. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Henry Thomas. And I'm like, that's not Henry Thomas. What the heck was I thinking? It's yeah. been so long since I've seen that movie. I, re I really thought that was Henry Thomas from E.T. that that actually did this. Right, right. And was the main kid. No, it's and, just know, a, it's it's a, a kid that really version. looks like him. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a low rent version or something. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Joey Kramer um, played David Freeman. Also, hot take: I love this movie a hundred times more than I love ET, and I love ET. But if we're just talking about extraterrestrial space movies, this mm. is it, man. This is it. Like, yeah, man. This and I. I was really nervous. Like again, this this was the first movie that popped into my head for High Five. This was the very first, but I hadn't yeah. seen it in so long. I was really worried. Even myself going back and watching it, I'm I'm so glad I feel the way about this movie now that I felt when I was a little kid, man. Yeah, says your nostalgia is very strong, yeah. bro. bro. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, yeah, let's let's go to the cast. Okay. And I gotta, I'm gonna call out a very young Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. Yeah. Very That's... cute Sarah Jessica Parker. I, for, I forgot it was her that was totally in this. Forgot. Yeah. And when I saw her, I was like, holy shit, this is the, and again, this might be a hot take. This is the one and only movie she's in where I think she looks cute. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I did. Well, I'm not not a Sex in the City fan for for any reason. Right. But there's a movie that she did with Bruce Willis called Striking Distance that I really Great liked movie. her in. She's good in that I, too. Yeah, I liked her in that. She doesn't really, you know, she doesn't really show a lot because she's a cop and she's basically wearing those high collar t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. But I still think she looked cute and she, yeah. I thought she did a good job. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the only other movie that I really like her in besides this one. And when I saw her, I was like, oh crap, I totally forgot she was in here. So it was really cool to kind of get that. Um, and though, I'm so glad you so, brought up Striking Distance. That's a deep cut, man. <laughs> I, I, I like so Striking good. Distance. Man, so I, I love thrillers, bro. If you give yeah. me serial killer stuff, I, you know, I dig Hell those. Yeah. But yeah, Striking Distance is fun and it really didn't get any credit oh, for, for being a decent movie. And I thought yeah. it was a solid thriller. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get to the cast. Let's go. On a one to 10 recognition, what do you think? What's your so, number there? Um, I really wanted to see this movie because the com- I remember the commercial to be talking about Paul Rubens being in it as the voice of yep. the ship rest in peace yes paul and, Rubens, uh, um who was actually who, listed as paul mall in the in yeah the credits. Yeah, yeah yeah um crazy we're talking about paul rubens and we're talking about alien spacecraft and i gave you this list well before the government admitting about aliens and obviously well before paul rubens passing away so yeah. It's kind of crazy the way yeah, that worked I, out. I was like, yeah, it was kind of crazy how that worked out. And um, I knew about aliens anyway. So it was finally, you know, government's admitting to it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, but yeah, okay. to have. Cast. And it was really, again, I watched, I watched the movie again and I didn't realize that it mm-hmm. was Paul Rubens until you get, ha ha, you get the. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. That's, you know, yeah. Paul Rubens, I'm so glad that this that he brought this up because now we can actually, you know, yeah. um, honor him. Hell yeah. By talking about this movie, Dude, even I was, though he was really just a voice. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman was also a uh, big adventure. It was almost on this list because I love that was another one movie from my childhood that I love. Yeah. But yeah, so let's get to the cast. Um, yeah. Paul Rubens, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's kind of it. Um, kind of it. Uh, so I had, I had a couple extras, but yeah, I, I got extras, but they come from later things. Yeah. Um, okay. The, so yeah, the, this is just, you know, people that you recognize from before. Yeah. And I was you know, also five when like, I saw oh, this, that guy so. by, by face. And um, yeah. Um, yeah. So the dad was also the dad in the craft, which is another movie I love. Um, yeah. The mom is in witches of Eastwick, which got heavy rotation in my household when I was a kid. I bet. Okay. Uh, so that's that's kind of all I got. That's kind of okay. all I got. I have you at six. Yeah. 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 And that bums me out, but that's all I got okay. for cast. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I was one higher. I had a seven for okay. cast. And that's because of Howard Hessman, the guy who plays the. I'm going to say the antagonist, the guy who yes. runs NASA that's doing the thing. He was in WKRP in Cincinnati, and that was oh, a series shit. that I watched. Okay. And um, so I was like, dude, I know that guy. And then I went, that's Martin Mull. No, <laughs> it's not Martin Mull. It's some other jerk. Yeah, he's very um, – I feel like this movie was like, well, we can't get Martin Mull, so we'll get this guy. We can't get we'll, we'll get kid from We'll E.T. get low-rent Martin Mull. We'll get low-rent Henry Thomas, and we'll get low-rent Martin Mull. And <laughs> make a movie out of it. Um, so rap brain says I'm not a sex in the city fan, classic closet sex in the city fan thing to say. <laughs> I, can't, 
um, the UFO from every UFO footage ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you, Rap Brain. Love me some Kim Cattrall. Um, I'm more of a Samantha. All right, yeah, we're getting yeah, we're getting yeah. off the rails here with that. Yeah. I don't I don't know any of the characters' names, mm-hmm. but I like Kim Cattrall in Split Second with Rudger Hauer. I like Kim Cattrall in Police Academy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, digging that. Um, shoot, she was in Star Trek yeah. too. She had yeah, sex yeah. with Spock. Nice. Um, <laughs> Of course, Vulcan sex is just like rubbing the fingers, but and doing a just a major mind meld. Um, all right, so cast is done. Let's go to acting. Yeah. Um, it's all over the top. Uh, yes, it's but, all eighties. Yeah, and again, I want to take into account that this is a kids movie. Um, so everything similar to Broadway when you're playing to kids you have to be way bigger to keep their attention um and you know Sarah Jessica Parker went on to do some good things as an actress um mm-hmm. the uh, the mom and the dad were amazing character actor actresses that moved on past this so like I don't want to judge this too hard on acting but you, you kind of have to um <sighs> Six. Six. I wanted to say seven just because of how much I love this movie. And Paul Rubens as the ship AI is so good. Like uh, when he flips that switch, when they have their mind meld thing happen and he becomes more of a kid and the kid kind of like, there's a really good dynamic when the kid becomes the voice of reason and he becomes the playful one, Uh, which is why I want to say a seven, but in the interest of fairness, I'll say six. Okay. Um, all right, so let's go to the plot. Yeah. All right. And um I'm I'm oh. I'm hoping big for this. <laughs> oh, hoping big for this. Yeah, I want where's that done? So yeah. Rap Rain said, and I had this and I I didn't time it right. The UFO footage from every UFO footage ever. Yep. And there's that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so all right, let's let's go to the thing. Okay. In 1978, a boy travels eight years into the future and has an adventure with an intelligent, wisecracking alien ship. Dude, if I'm a kid hearing that, I'm a kid. I'm in. That's a friggin' <laughs> ten. If I'm a kid hearing that, uh, yeah. You get me with the wisecracking smart ship, like whoo. Um, this, I think, this is like the and the trailer is really good too. And I think this yeah. might be the only place where I might really get to cheat a little on this score. So I'm going to give it a 10. All right. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Do it. So did we mention that a very young Oscar the Grouch was in the UFO? <laughs> that alien <laughs> eight day was that. Yeah, that's Uh-oh. right. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny right there. Yeah, All right. Well, let's talk about the ending. Yes. Now. Um, the ending, it's either a nine or a 10 for me. Um, me and my buddies, we always joke about the 4th of July and we see fireworks and it's like, you think the navigator has been signaled? And it's like, it's just something that's been ingrained in me since I was a little kid. Um, the, that sense of foreboding when he's getting off the ship and realizes it's not 
Like that's his family, but that's not where he belongs. And he says, I'm willing to chance it. And there's a real serious moment where he goes like, and again, this is a kid's movie. He's like, you realize that if we do this, you might not survive. And he goes, yeah. that's a chance I got to take. And it's yeah. dude. And then he comes back and he sees his brother and he's all right. And everything's cool. And his dog, like, mm, I want to say 10, but I think I'll just say nine. Just okay. Yeah. It's I, uh, I love this movie so much, Dave. Like it's, yeah. it's not even funny. Rick says, stay out of the woods on the 4th of July. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, Rick has a fear of ravines because of this movie. Yeah. And, and this is interesting. So the, the whole thing with the fireworks, when you mentioned it, I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm calling, you know, I'm calling the galaxy quest on this because they did the same thing. Justin yeah. Long sets uh -huh. off the fireworks to signal the ship. And I'm like, and I, and I'm thinking and it didn't dawn on me until just now. Yeah. That that was probably an Easter egg to this movie. It was directly directly yeah. to this movie man yeah so that was that was that's really cool um yeah and when he leaves and says i'm sorry to his family yeah uh, Whoa, and you guys this dude. is 86 mm. so if you haven't seen it now spoilers are coming so uh, uh it's on disney plus <laughs> and i'm pretty sure everybody has disney plus so go check it out man it's so rap good rap brain now has two subscribers i don't even know <laughs> if he has a channel <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um spreading the love i i, I love it man Totally cool. Um, all right. So what's next? We talked about the plot. We talked about the ending. Let's go to story. Okay. So what did you think of the story here? Um, this is one another one ten. that's going to get really high marks for me just because okay. I am an older brother and I do have an annoying younger brother. And so I definitely know what that shit feels like when you're not doing anything and you're the one that gets in trouble because you're the older one. Um, yeah. yeah, Eric knows about that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I identify with that right away. Um, and it being, you know, this kid that gets to take this friggin' intergalactic time travel trip, like story-wise, and then the way it all comes together at the end, um, the great puppetry of all the creatures on the ship, like that's uh dude, this story is like another, it's a nine. It's a nine. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and again I'm trying to hold in some of my nostalgia for it. So I may be docking at a point for no reason and not giving it a ten. Like I'm gonna give it a nine because I, I shouldn't give it a ten. I'm gonna give uh, it a nine because I, I want to be as fair as I possibly can. Yeah. Well, well, thanks, but I don't post or create any content. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> warp-minded people need to stick together <laughs> yeah no, i like i like rap brain yeah you are welcome you're welcome on here anytime uh, rap brain. he's he's a hell of a dude man he's a hell of a dude all right so next up is script yeah <sighs> so i think this one gets, suffers a little bit yeah um not not as much as beverly hills cop does though because i think yeah. there's some really good stuff in this script, uh, especially the interactions between uh, him and Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, it's really well-written stuff. Um, so we'll go seven on script. Okay. Nice. And then we're going to go visual. Cinematography, visual effects, mm. yada, yada, yada. You can't make bricks without clay. What did you think of that? So, um, cinematography. 
right from the jump and you think it's a ufo flying across the screen but it's a frisbee then right hey, after the blimp, the blimp, the blimp. Well, yeah the very first yeah. shot is the silver frisbee and then yeah. when they're leaving everybody turns around like oh and it's just yeah. the blimp like there's yeah. so much so much good foreshadowing with the cinematography um yeah. and you know it'd be again it'd be 1986 and yes it's disney but again would you say nine million for the budget um yeah dude visually like the ship and everything they say about it it has no seams we don't know how to open it it's all the shit we've we're hearing now from quote the ones that know uh yeah. it mm, yeah it's and the special effects for the time mm -hmm. are still hold up i was so happy to see that those effects still hold up i've seen yeah. movies that have come out in the last year and a half with way worse special effects than this movie from 1986 so uh we're gonna go low nines on this one <laughs> just because of how yeah. it really uh, used special effects okay out of, yeah i'm yeah. not putting a 9.2 on there for you bro we're just no yeah yeah i get you i get you um so yeah I am just glad I don't have to thaw out my any cave people. I've seen way too many movies about the dangers of it. Um, so spices, what happened, to Rich? So you've been gone. So yeah, Rich. Yeah. Rich is unfortunately not feeling well, so he had to step away. Um, I'm hoping he comes back at some point, but yeah. um, he was starting to look a little green in the gills. So yeah, you can see it. Um, rather than have him vomit on camera, which probably would have got us some views. I think we're just gonna, we're just you know we're let him like I let him step off and you know okay. hopefully he comes back but we'll see yeah. but I think he's probably done for the night he hasn't texted me to let me know but well if anything hopefully he'll jump oh, in the chat he just texted me he goes I feel like shit so okay yeah so I don't think he'll be back but no worries but we love him just the same let's yeah. go to direction so what did you think of the directing on this this was directed by Randall Kleiser. And I'm trying to see what else he did. He did Grease. Really? And he did Holy Grease, shit. The Blue Lagoon, White Fang. Oh, wow. Oh, I love White Fang. Holy crap, bro. <laughs> this dude's made some, some bangers. Okay, good. Yeah. Then I don't feel bad about my directing score. <laughs> yeah, but then he did, you know, he did. He also did Red Riding Hood, which got a 3.6. Oh. And he Ooh. did Shadow of a Doubt, It's My Party. So his new ones, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which was a short movie he did. He did Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Okay. Um, big Top so, Pee-wee he did as well. Oh, Pee-wee's Big Top. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, so interesting. So, yeah, he's got more of a has more of a filmography than I expected. Yeah. I think I think we'll go seven because he got some pretty good performances out of that little kid who was acting to a robot, essentially, yeah. to an animatronic. And yeah. there's some really, really good stuff on that ship. Uh, once he once he finally gets on the ship, um, yeah. so I guess we'll go seven. I'm gonna be nice. We'll go seven. Okay, we'll go seven. All right, let's go to the music. Um, man, the soundtrack, is, sound effects, and stuff here. Uh, the song at the beginning uh, that's playing during the frisbee contest. The use of the Beach Boys, who growing up were one of my favorites for whatever odd reason. I have no, I can't even tell you why. I like the Beach Boys in 19, you know, 86, but yeah. I did. So, uh, and I also feel like 
that also kind of made the music suffer a little bit because instead of getting a new wave band that everybody knew about for the weird music video, they got a very obscure new wave band music video. Uh, when he's oh, in, the, yeah, yeah. So I feel like, well, we spent all our money on the Beach Boys. We can't, we can't get a. We can't afford. Uh, we're gonna get these. We can't get new order. We gotta get the guys that yeah, supported we, we, them on the we tour. We can't get Socket Seagulls or. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're just yeah, gonna yeah. have to. Uh, uh, yeah, I was like, I don't even know that song. Yeah, <laughs> that was even that was from my area. So yeah, um, the uh, the score is really good. There's a lot of, um, and it, the score is really understated uh, in the in this movie. Um, there's there's a lot of silence where there needs to be as far as like music. Like they don't go out of their way to try to make it feel like a fun kid movie with upbeat mm -hmm. score in the background, which I really appreciate now as an adult. I don't I probably didn't as a kid. I probably didn't even notice. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, all the other sound effects and stuff. And yeah, we got to go eight on this, man. It's it's really good. It's really good. OK. The rap brain says Greece also had a UFO at the end, depending on your theory on the ending. Yeah, that's true. Um, and rap brain says because you loved California girls. Duh. <laughs> um. Caveman says T and P's for rich. <laughs> That's thoughts and prayers, not toilet paper. Okay, I wanted to double check. I'm pretty sure both are going to come into effect. We're, yeah, yeah. There's going to be some TP and some TNP. Um, but I guess both two ply. It's a two ply. Good job. There we go. Um, <laughs> see what I did there? Please don't delete me, dude. I, I was right with you with the joke, bro. It was, I, I was, I, was right with you. I loved it. All right, so yeah, eight for the music. All right, yeah. so wild card now this is an interesting thing yes it's basically science fiction yes but it's also very much a family film right and so oh similar to what we we're saying about beverly Hills Cop. To, you know action comedy yeah um now i i normally consider a family film a type of movie not a genre right but um it has to be at least considered because this is not this is not a true sci-fi movie. This is not Independence Day, or right. I'm going to say you know for the time this is not Alien. Um, it's this not is even, something very different. This is yeah. a very. It's not even uh, the last Starfighter, which is my no. favorite sci-fi movie. Period. So it's not it's not even on that level there. Um, yeah. But yeah, like and again, okay. as a family film, it's pretty good. As a sci-fi film, it's kind of basic. Um, yeah. But again, it's dude, it's I got to I got to stick with the sci fi. I don't want to just give it the higher score. And yeah, I agree with you that family films are not a genre. They're they're a type of movie. That's that's yeah. a completely different thing. So as a sci fi film and specifically because and, and this goes with it also being a family movie, specifically because it is a family movie, but they mm -hmm. still go out of their way to explain the sci fi stuff. Yeah. Uh, which is super impressive for a kids movie in 1986 that they actually explain what happened to the kid and why this thing happened and why they can't go back. So I want to give it a seven as a sci-fi movie, just because it does explain a lot of it when it doesn't need to, it could have just been like, we're a kid's movie F that, but they actually go out of their way to explain the sci-fi that's involved in the movie. All right. 
All right, let's go to the final scores on Flight of the Navigator from 1986. Yeah. IMDb is giving us a 6.9. Rotten Tomatoes critic score 84%. Audience Mm -hmm. score 75%. Mm -hmm. Rich gave this a 79. I gave it a 74. And Mike, your score is also a 78, matching what you got for Beverly Hills Cop. So if you want to pick between these two movies as as your favorite of the two between Beverly Hills cop and flight of the oh. navigator, which one would you pick? Oh, that's rough. That's a rough one. Um, I'd probably pick flight of the navigator just because like I said, like I went down the rabbit hole of trying to look like that kid. Like I wanted to be that kid. I wanted to get picked up by a spaceship. I want, like I wanted to go on that adventure. Okay. So this would definitely be above Beverly Hills Cop for me also then. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So we've got two movies left. I I need to step away for just a second. Okay. Something has come up in my yard that I need to deal with. I'll be back in a second. I'm going to put you full force and we're going to okay. – I'm still going to ask you your fourth question when I get back. All but right. the number two movie on our list, the fourth one that we're going to talk about is 50-50. So I'm going to bring that up. Go ahead and let everybody know what it is about 50-50 that you like, and I should be back by the time you're done. All right. All right. So um, 50-50 is one of these rare movies that I saw multiple times in theaters. I'm not a big theater goer anymore, and even at the time this movie came out, I was kind of at my tail end of enjoying going to the movies um, because of people or ticket prices or screen quality, whatever it may be. I was kind of at the tail end of enjoying going to theaters. Um, But this is a movie that I saw four times in theaters because when I saw it the first time, I wanted to make sure everybody I knew uh, went and saw this movie. I felt like it was a really important movie. Um, Also at this time, a lot of myself and friends had kind of gotten over Seth Rogen. He was way overexposed uh, at the time. And seeing him in this movie, I was like, yo, he's not just a one trick pony. Everybody, you guys have to go see this. So like the multiple um, visits to theaters were with different sets of people because I wanted them to go and see this movie and feel the things I felt uh, when I saw this movie. And uh, that's why it's on this list. And um we're gonna get to the scores and we're gonna talk about the performances we're gonna talk about the music and all of that but just so everybody here that's watching knows um this this movie is the one that i thought was going to be number one on their list um i'm I'm glad that my thoughts of their list were completely wrong because it's making for great conversation and Dave is oh, yeah. back. I like that too, bro. So yeah, my uh, this is my dog. <laughs> oh, what's up, oh, little guy? This is Squirt, and she was in the road. <laughs> oh no! So somebody was honking because she she got into a Mexican standoff with a with a car, and she she kept honking and and she wouldn't move. And I'm like, you just go right over the top of her. She's fine. But yeah, so I. <laughs> But no problem, that, man. No problem. 
I was able to feel the time. I was able to feel the time. I'm glad. Okay, you can go to bed now. Oh, what? Looking at me now? Just wagging her tail, like, but I want to come back. She can come back. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I thought this was going to be number one. And I thought Rocky was going to be number two on your guys' well, list. Yeah, you know, and I... Both great movies. Yeah, these are these are awesome movies. But yeah, it just there's something about Rocky that I absolutely love. I mean, yeah. not to mention the fact that you know the Oscars and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just it just kind of you know it just kind of it beat it for me. You know, Rocky wins for me. Yeah, but this movie fifty fifty is so good, dude. Um, this movie is on a completely different level. Yeah. And again, <laughs> this is one of those that I was talking about and I'm I'm not a Seth Rogen fan. That's why I picked I, this, by the way. But I really like him in this movie. Yeah. Um and then also along those lines, um I've also I liked him in Fablemans which just recently came out. I liked his role in Fablemans as well. Okay. But um let's say <laughs> Redbrand says classic changing into a zombie break. <laughs> um never seen or heard of 5050 spicy if you get a chance check this Whoa, out bro. dude I think you gotta watch I think it really like it um rogan was great as was in the movie jobs um i did like zach and mary make a porno but not for seth rogan so um spicy wow really good movie yeah totally good movie yeah and there's one thing i need to say about that because i have a nice little bite for that let's go where are you? There it is. Who found it? My cleaning lady found it in the back of my jeans. Who do you think found it? <laughs> <laughs> so. Hot this, seat this, question first. Yeah, hot seat question first. Yeah. And we're, we're going to get to that. When we dive into this, brother, we're gonna, there's no yeah, stopping this, me. This is going to take a bit because this yeah. is we're going we're gonna to dive into it. There's some nuances here that, that you really have to pay attention too when you watch this movie and kind of like you know when we talk when we talk about dogma tomorrow i'm feeling that we're going to get a lot of the same type of stuff mm-hmm. um so but let's get to your hot seat question number four because this, this is also a really interesting question so number four who would be on your mount rushmore of actors and actresses so this is like your top four actors and actresses of all time that you would watch instantly if they were in okay just top four it can be male or female or both or whatever so number one is john cusack Um, okay i i love everything he's ever been in and i love him in everything he's ever been in um to the point, like I even said this on our episode of Something Awesome podcast, where we talked about say anything, where I tried to model my personality. Better Off Dead's a great one too. I tried to model my personality based on the Lloyd Dobler character, and I oh, okay. dude, he's okay. he's one of like that. That is my dude, John Cusack. No matter what, that is my dude. Um, so uh, I'm glad that. This is the question with this movie because Joseph Gordon-Levitt is also on that list. Um, he, we always used 
joke on our old podcast. We always used to joke that Rick and I had a huge man crush on Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is 100% true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big thumbs up from Rick right here. Um, yeah. It's and, a broner. Yeah, yeah. The hell, broner. That's a good one. Had a, a broner for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> there's this funny bit, and I know I'm being long-winded about this, but there's this funny bit Kevin Smith does on one of his Evening with Kevin Smith DVDs where he talks about how much he loves Ben Affleck, where he's like, when anybody asks me, who should be in this? Oh, Ben. He's so good. Well, you're remaking Jaws. Yeah, Ben can play the shark. Fuck it. Put him in it. And like, that's how I feel about Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You can put him in any role as any type of character, an inanimate object, uh, whatever. And he's he's going to kill it. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt is on that list, too. Yeah. Um, when we get into like past that, it's really it's really hard. Um, because there's a lot of actors that I like single performances of that put them really high on my list. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and put one of those guys there right now, Ryan Gosling. Um, okay. I, I think he I think he's really good in everything he's in. Haven't seen Barbie yet, but I'm sure he kills it. Um, he supposedly I, steals the show in Barbie. He supposedly yeah. stole it. When I saw Robert. When I saw Drive, he became one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, And number four. um, uh, Dude, this is rough because I just can't. There's so many people I want to call out and mention. Um, Some that are in movies on this list and some that aren't. Dang. Uh, okay. Good question. Here, here, here's one that, um, and it's a female, and I'm not doing this just because she's a female, and I need a female on my list. But, yeah. um, I don't think I've ever seen a movie with Queen Latifah that I didn't like her in. Love her. She's so amazing in everything. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I absolutely love her, and then, you know, I, I have a story about her because I actually met her. Oh, really? Yeah, um, she. I was manager of a hotel up in Stockton, California, and she she came in to do a concert at the county fair. And our hotel handles all the artists. Oh the wow, okay. Um, so we didn't have a bellman. They showed up. They take all you know. Basically, I get all the bags out of the car, and I take her bags up to her room. Mm-hmm. And basically, she's staying for one night. She's got like twenty five bags. <laughs> which I get all on this Bellman's card. I take them up there, knock on the door. She opens the door and she looks at me and looks at the bags and she goes, damn. <laughs> That's goes, awesome. I am so sorry. You had to do all this by yourself. <laughs> she brings me in. She sits me down. She grabs, she hands me a Coke from the mini bar. Uh-huh. She goes, you, you take a break right there. I'm going to put the stuff away. So she's putting the stuff away and we're just talking. That's awesome. About about life and about what yeah. she's doing, about things coming up. And, you know, the work that I do, she seemed really interested in what I do. It was yeah. a really cool conversation. She goes, she goes, that's it. She goes, I'm going to call, I'm going to call your front desk and tell them that you're taking a break for a minute. And I was wow. like, okay. So she that's calls awesome. the front desk and um, she gets front. She goes, yeah, this is, this is, uh, and her, her real name is Dana Owens. She's mm-hmm. like, she goes, she goes, yeah, this is Dana Owens up in 351. She goes, I'm just letting you know that I'm taking your, your bellman. I'm going to give him a little break. He's going to stay here and hang out with me. 
To which they reply, well, he's the manager of the front desk, so he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> and she hangs up the phone. She goes, you're the manager? And I go, yeah. She goes, why didn't you tell me? And I go, because I wanted you to call the front desk and tell him that you were going to give me a break. Um, That's great. So yeah, we just had just a great conversation. And I put that right up there with some of the best people that I've That's ever awesome, talked yeah. to, including Roddy Piper. Oh, dude. We both have Roddy Piper stories, man. Yeah, man, just having him with us at UPW and yeah. getting to talk to him. I mean, there was one time after a light show where he and I just sat for an hour and just and just talked about everything. Just a great conversation. Roddy yeah. Piper, may he rest, one of the greatest people I've ever talked yeah. to. I had a I had a good had good conversations with him also, like being a security at the El Rey and other places right. where he was at. But right. um I, I got to talk about my best interaction with him. It was right before a galaxy show and it was the one galaxy show. Well, I was on two, but it was the one where it was me and Aaron versus uh, Sergio and Dimitri. So it was like us four guys that kind of came in at the same time getting a shot. So we were okay. working through the match and the finish was them hitting me with the double missile drop kick and pinning me one, two, three, do that finish. I sell, I stay down Everybody leaves. I roll out and I'm crawling to the back and I start to stand up and he grabs me by like the scruff of my singlet and lifts me up. And he goes, hell of a job, kid, and slaps me on the back. And I was like, I can I can quit right now. I'm, I'm never washing my back again. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, that's that's like and I've had other good conversations with him, too. And like that, those whole day long training sessions he would do with us. Yeah. Just working on holding a wrist lock. And it's like, oh. The anatomy of wrestling means something to this guy, and I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and it not just not just you know because I, I mean I, you and I both we learned from we're known some really great guys at UPW from yeah. Colin Angel, Christopher Daniels to Tom Howard to Mad Dog Mike Bell, mm -hmm. um, to all these guys, and um, Justin's another one that was really good. Yeah. But um, when we had that master class and I'm calling it a master class with Roddy Piper because dude, it was two and a half hours about a wrist lock. Yeah. Like, we, you know, it was, it, well, it, with, it was funny cause he and I were just in this thing and it was like, it ended up just, it was like, it was just him and I mm -hmm. in this. And we spent 10 minutes just wrist lock, hammer lock, headlock, takeover yeah. up. And then we were just kept repeating it and yeah. repeating it. And he's talking to me the whole time. Here's your, here's what you're thinking. Here's your mindset. Here's where your moves come in the next. And we were just back and forth doing the stuff. And then it just became like automatic pilot. And, yeah. but yeah, really great teacher yeah, as well. Um, just, yeah, just an awesome guy. Really made you understand why. Yeah. Not just, not just what, but why not just not, yeah, not just how to do it, but why you're doing it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's super dope that he had a similar kind of interaction with Queen Latifah. Cause like, yeah, even, even again, she's on this list. Cause even movies I don't really like, I love her in like, yeah. uh, my wife watches last holiday on like a loop all the time when oh. it's on. And my wife loves that movie. I'm, I'm not a fan of the movie, but I love I, her in it. Yeah. I can't, I can't help but watch it. Yeah. 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 Because Same. I love her in it. Yeah. Bringing down the house is another one with Steve Martin. Oh, so good. Just, just love her in it. But yeah, I'm, I still have yet to see Chicago <laughs> for obvious reasons. Right. But I right. know she's in, and I know she, she went to a voice coach and she learned to sing yeah. just so she could do this movie. Yeah. 
Um, good in that too, so, man. So that's that's one that I you know I've been like, I want to see it, but I don't want to watch it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just kind of a weird thing. Yeah. But okay, so let let's get into fifty fifty. So yeah, um, it's from two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. And I, where's my budget? My budget on it is eight million. It made forty one point three million in the box office, nine point seven million in video sales. Yeah, so pretty good money. Yeah, not too yeah. shabby. Also loosely based on Will Reiser's personal experiences with cancer, so that's another thing that's really cool about it. Yeah, yeah, based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, oh, we've got some listeners. So yeah, gay man's like Joseph Gordon Levitt is awesome. Thank Hot you. take: He was great in Looper too. Yes, he was. What I liked about Looper is that he Joseph Gordon Levitt became Bruce Willis. Rick and I and talk like, about that all the time. That it wasn't it Willis wasn't the other Looper. way around. Joseph Gordon Levitt changed <laughs> yeah. to become Bruce Willis, and I yeah. I dug that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Rap Brain says Denzel Washington, Kurt Russell, Matthew McConaughey, Brad Pitt, and Ryan Reynolds. Great nice. that you have five people on your four Mount four. Rushmore Rap Brain. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you slide on that. Ryan Reynolds is on the in the crotch area, I think. Um, I'm, hey, Meryl Streep is also gonna... on the list. I'll cross off Brad Pitt and replace him. Okay, so you're still at five. Okay. But at least Meryl Streep is on there. Who's, who's going to complain about Ryan Reynolds being in the crotch area? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. There's a re- it's the humor. It's That's why he's in the crotch <laughs> area. Miss um, Cayman's Mount Rushmore will be Catherine Hepburn, Harrison Ford, Sally Field, and Tom Hanks. God, Tom Hanks is Beautiful. another one. Beautiful. Yeah. Good stuff. Miss uh, Cayman, really good list. And Cayman says, Rap Brain, Miss Cayman is taken. <laughs> sure. Sure, you have electricity and gas powered carriages, but I have a big stick and I stick everyone. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> this is great conversation. Heck yeah. Um, so, oh, Starships of Greatness. Chris is in the house. What's up, Chris? How is everyone? You guys rock. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Um, Queen Latifah already knows how to sing already, right? Well, she was like a primarily a, a rapper, but she took vocal lessons just yeah. so she could do chicago yeah she was um, a. I mean she had shit, to man. do the in order the, to do the whole she had to do the big runs and the big voice yeah. and that's hard yeah, to do, do the, even if you have a voice yeah um nerf herders are back that's right um myself chris and caveman we were all on that um that sci-fi trivia show and we okay. called ourselves the nerf herders oh nice so and we actually won over the collectors club which in the on their home turf heck yeah we beat them so good job. Yeah, Nerf herders rock. Um, but yeah, I can I could get into my Mount Rushmore, but let's get into the scores on this instead. You need to do an episode. I don't know if you've done this, but you need to do an episode where it gets flipped and the you're the the subject. And I'm the interviewee. Yeah. That'd be interesting because my first episode was Rich. Um Turner Fan 77. He was my yeah, first time. Your second episode should have been Rich interviewing you. <laughs> I don't know if I trusted him yet, <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll do it. Okay. Okay. Um, speaking of trust, represents trust me, wild caveman sex sounds fun, but that a uh, once in a while bedroom dress up with my missus couldn't do that every night like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad Rap Brain's hanging around. Like I said before, he's one of my Discord buddies. He's such a solid dude, man. Yeah. No, it's he's he's awesome. I, I love it. Great. 
great conversation. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I should do that. Maybe do a yeah, a high five where I'm the I'm the guy. Um, but yeah, everybody kind of knows my top five, so <laughs> I still but think it'd be fun scores. to put it out there. Yeah, not my scores for them. So and you can also do what I did and kind of like go out of the box with it. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be like the absolute five because, like I told you when you to told my, me that, that's, but it's that's too big of a list to narrow down. Yeah, because I can, I can take my five favorites, and I'll, I'll tell you this: um, my my favorite movie of all time, and for those of you that don't know, it's Independence Day. That's not a perfect ten for me. There, it's nowhere near. No, but it's my favorite movie of all time. It, so it's a fun movie. It's yeah. a fun movie. It's it's super sci-fi it's about the experience i had when i was in the theater watching it for the first time on opening night in 1996 mm -hmm. so so that's where it all comes and then i get that memory back when i yeah. when i watch that movie every fourth of july i watch that movie and i get the those memories back so um you know because the memories are slipping i'm starting to get up there in years uh we all are dave Mike, Mike Master is out making movies and other people's podcasts. <laughs> and that's okay. That's, you know, it's part of the reason why I wanted him in here. Uh, and the other part is because we've been friends for a long time and I really, yeah. I really wanted to talk movies with you, bro. So, Heck yeah. Um, all right. So let's get to the cast. Okay. On 5050. And again, recognition only. Mm -hmm. What would you give the cast here on a one to 10? This cast is a 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right? it's, 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 I don't even have to name them. It's super easy. It's a 10. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just sitting there going, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Um, it's, it's a freaking 10, man. I ended up, I ended up being a 10, but yeah, like for example, Bryce Dallas Howard, mm -hmm. who's in, who's in the movie. I didn't recognize her before that, but in Jurassic oh, really? World, okay. um, in Jurassic World, I know exactly who she is, but before that, I didn't really. Ah, gotcha. Maybe Fate. I think I recognized her face because I think she was in Firefly or some other stuff. But no, then, like, she was I mean, in The Village. She was in. Uh, that's where I remember her from. Yeah. I knew I remembered her from somewhere, but I didn't remember her name. But yeah, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, which mm -hmm. I absolutely hated. But, um, but yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, Anna Kendrick. I'm going to say Angelica Houston because yep. she was she's best friends with my stepmother. So they're like, she, she's a neighbor and Jeff Houston lives here in town. That's dope. She's so fucking um, good in this movie. Oh God. Yeah. She's so good in this movie. Yeah. You, you know, Matt Frewer, you got Max Hedrum in here. There's so many people in this movie that yeah. I, I couldn't, I was at a 10 before I got halfway through the cast. So before I sat down and watched it again, I was like, okay, I know everybody in this. But I know if I need bonus points, I got Max Headroom because I know he's in this. <laughs> so, but I didn't need the bonus points, which is great. You did not. You were you were out of 10 and I kind of figured you would be. Yeah. We got Tiana in the house. Tiana, thanks so much for dropping by. What's up, Tiana? I really appreciate you showing up. Um, I know Rich is going to be sorry he missed you, but he had to take off. Um, all right. So let's go to acting. So what do you think yeah. of the acting here on a 1 to 10? 10. It's... Like I, I was going, so this was the one I waited the longest to watch because, mm -hmm. um, while you were saving your dog from the stalemate with the car, um, <laughs> I was letting the people know, like, this is one of those movies that I, one of the rare occasions where I saw this movie in theaters several times, saw it four times in theaters because wow. I wanted it, 
I had different groups of people that I wanted to go see this and feel everything I felt when I saw this movie. And I'm already fucking getting emotional about it. So we're going to chill out for a second. But yeah, it's, I had all, like, I was going to take notes. I waited the longest to watch this movie. And I was like, how can I justify making this acting a 10? And like, my justification is watch it. Like there's, there's nobody in this movie that's anything less than amazing. They take whatever they're given and they make it amazing. Um, one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is Anna Kendrick's performance. Um, yes. It reminds I me. I fell in love with her in this movie. Uh, this was like the second or third thing I saw with her in it. And I absolutely fell in love with her in this movie because she reminded me of Marissa Tomei from Untamed Heart. Um, okay. I see and, that. And I love that movie. And it's, I mean, it's not a cancer story, but it's it's a very down love story. And this ends up being a love story at the end. But it's, yeah, yeah everybody in this movie is perfect. It's a 10, man. Yeah, I love the casting job they did on this. And even, even though I was really kind of, the milk was sour right off the bat because With Seth, Seth Rogen did this. Mm -hmm. um, but there was the, you know, the trailer where, He's uh, and it wasn't the trailer that I ended up watching for, yeah. you know, at the beginning. But there was a trailer that I watched before it came out with the Clippers, and now he was pulling the hair off the Clippers, and he yeah. was like, what "You, what did you clip with this?" And he goes, "Well, my, my hair." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but uh, yeah. um, no, I, I, I dug it. And so, yeah. yeah, this, uh, it's not, it's a tough watch, but the comedy makes it um yeah like like putting honey on your cough syrup so it makes mm. it it makes you swallow it a little bit better fucking um yeah and i, I mean know, and I, I don't know say, the drama in this is like it's like putting something in turpentine to make you want to drink it like that's how good they yeah. are respectively really, like, on both yeah. things it, man. It, it, yeah because it when it first gets you you're like oh, okay yeah it's kind of cute and funny and there's a little yeah. serious story and then it just Bam, and you're like, oh Dude. man, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I will say, um, having I myself, I have I've lost family members to cancer, yeah, um, including my mother when I was 21. So, so this definitely hit home for me, yeah. But not in a bad way, right? This this made me, you know, reminisce on the good things, the good times that I had with my mother before she passed. And things like that. So, um, I, so that's I, why this this, this movie tries the... a familiar tone, but in a different way than yeah. than mid '90s does. Yeah, this is one of those movies for me that like um, Rick likes a lot of these movies. We call them depress fest movies, and he yeah. always makes he always makes us go see them with him. And we did a mm -hmm. lot of those for our old podcast, which was some shit mm -hmm. we like, and that's on YouTube too. If you guys want to check that out, uh, there's a 10 years of back content there that's that's super fun um yeah but we call them depressed fest movies and this is one of those movies that it yes it does have a lot of levity in it to kind of like pick you up mm -hmm. but this is a depressed fest movie and it's one of the only ones that i regularly go back to and watch and as many yeah. times as i've seen it um i can never get through it without just losing it man it's yeah just it's so good there was something. What is it that I watched recently that this reminded me of?
It is not. I could swear. <laughs> Dag nabbit. When I was uh, I was watching this um, yesterday, full disclosure, because I really, really was putting it off because I know it kills me every time. So I watched mm -hmm. this yesterday, so it's really fresh. And I was telling my buddies in Discord, I was like, you know, about an uh, I go, fuck, I can't make it through this movie without losing my shit, it, even to this day. And then I said I, right after I go, now the trick is to see if I can talk about it without losing it. Because right. there's, some, there's some stuff in this movie where it hits really, really hard. Yeah. There's there's some stuff that that choke. I mean, I'm I'm kind of getting choked up thinking about it. Yeah. The um and the yeah, the movie that I'm that I was thinking of that reminded me of this is called Our Friend. Mm -hmm. And um Rich made me watch this on on one of our Sesame Street episodes. Oh, okay. Letter O. And this is one with Jason Siegel and Casey oh. Affleck. And on another one, it was like, there's some funny parts and then it like gets really serious mm -hmm. and just, um, and there's another one called spoiler alert. And that's with Jim, Jim Parsons. These are all kind of cancery, um, but they kind of give you a little bit of comedy and then they shoot you back. Um, they rip your frigging heart out. Yeah. They rip your, they rip your heart out. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's fine with it. Um, and yeah, and you know, Evan, I know you're asking about that. What movie you're watching? And I think Caveman answered fifty-fifty. So, I appreciate you um, backing me up, Caveman. Yeah. But yeah, we're talking Thank about fifty-fifty, and I'll put the poster back up. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there. This is, but is this is such a good movie? And there's a yeah. there's another movie that I like, and not along the same lines, but. Um, similar to me, and it, it's it, it's called It's Kind of a Funny Story mm -hmm. with Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. And um, I really like that one as well. And for the almost a similar reason where I'm like, I don't like Zach Galifianakis, but I really like him in this movie. Yeah. And that's how I felt about Seth Rogen. Um, yeah. I mentioned while you were on Operation Dog Saving that... Uh, <laughs> um, Operation Saving Chihuahua. But by the time this movie came out, I was kind of over Seth Rogen. Um, I like a lot of his early stuff. I like I like his brand of comedy. Um, I was kind of over it. But when I saw this movie, I was like, oh, shit, this guy is not just a one trick pony. He's yeah. he's got chops and can act. Um, yeah. 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 K-Man says this movie doesn't affect you. Then you don't have a heart. <laughs> yeah. One hundred percent um the cure from the 90s um, <laughs> rick loves that movie too yeah so we we are down to the plot okay and the plot reads inspired by a true story a comedy centered on a 27 year old guy who learns of his cancer diagnosis and his subsequent struggle to beat the disease um not knowing who's in it, not knowing who wrote it or anything like that. Um, this is definitely not something that would bring me in because, again, it's a depressed fest. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm lucky I have a friend like Rick in my life that makes me go see movies like this. So I feel like if we saw this, he would be like, we have to go see it. And that would make me excited for it. Um, but based on just on that, uh, and then I want to I want to give it the full two points for the trailer. And, okay. and give it an eight. 
because the trailer is fantastic. Like, yeah, trailer trailer definitely is. I I would not, I would not watch this movie if reading that, yeah. not knowing who was in it. Uh-huh. I would not watch this movie. And but I'm like the trailer. Yeah, give like, it all. Those, like, give it as many bonus points as you can for that trailer. But yeah, yeah. yeah so that's why I I actually was at a seven for the plot because okay. of that. But, yeah. Um, because yeah, I was at a five originally and I gave okay. it a two full two point bonus. Yeah. Because I'm like watching the trailer, okay, I would watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, it would have been an eight. I would have even done a three point bonus if I didn't yes. see Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> been, oh, Seth Rogen's in it, but Joseph Gordon Levitt, those two cancel each other out. Yeah. And then oh, Anna Kendrick, okay, that raises yeah. it up a little bit. <laughs> um so yeah, okay. So let's talk about the ending. Yeah. And on a, on a one to 10 and I don't even let's, let's talk about it just for a second. Okay. About how, how the ending made you feel. All right. And, I, and um, hopefully we don't both start crying, um, but yeah. <laughs> how did the ending make you feel? Did you, did you get the closure that you wanted? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or I guess more to the point, did you get the closure that, the movie should have gotten so knowing you know, that it's based yeah. on a true story um mm-hmm. when you the last and uh i'm gonna purposely not talk about the surgery stuff because that's usually where i lose it so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna move past it we're gonna move past okay. it I'm and cool, we're, I'm gonna, cool. we're gonna talk about where it shows the wound and he's doing the back wound like talking like mm-hmm. uh this movie gives you so much to like be negative about, like, ugh, like to feel down and sad. But I really feel like the end of this movie does nothing but give you hope. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's hard to find a movie that breaks you down the way this movie does. And in the last three minutes makes you feel hopeful. And I think that's yeah. friggin' amazing. Um, so I want to give I want to give it a ten, and I think I'm gonna hold fast on that ten. I think it's it's an amazing ending, and then and then everything that goes into that and getting to that point of hope also goes along with it. But again, I'm sure we're gonna come into that when we talk about other stuff in this movie that will give me a chance to lose my shit on your show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I was just like, I was, I was so choked up there at the end, bro. Yeah. And it was just like, man, I was just, and I'm, I'm having a tough time. <laughs> trying to hold yeah. myself for a second. This um, is one so of those I, points where the comedy pulls you through. Like, if I start really talking about it, then yeah, yeah. I'm going to kind of lose it. Um, uh, that the ending, the comedy helps you with the ending when he's talking about here's the bandages and this and that, and then she just goes, "Is there any movies he can't watch?" Yeah, and like, like that picks you up, and it they do a really good job of trying to yeah. pick you up when they destroy you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there just he is, I, Max Hedrum. <laughs> yeah. But the yeah the I know that the chemistry with the cast is yeah. so good. And um, I love that this was based on a true story. And speaking of story, let's go to the story. Um, how would you rate the story on a one to ten? 
and you know, I'm I know that if it's based on a true story, there's still right. there's there's some embellishment, there's some exaggeration. It's not mm-hmm. it's not the identical story. So I don't want to score it based on that, but based on how they play this story out, start to finish. Again, were there any slow spots? Were there any questions you didn't get answered? Did it did it leave anything open for you that you didn't like? Um, so what were your feelings on the story itself and what would you score it? So before I give it a score, I'll talk about what, what I really enjoyed about the story. Um, the arc that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character goes on. Um, he becomes a completely different person at one point in the movie and mm-hmm. is very dark and hates everything and hates life and wants it to be over. Um, but then he's got this friend who's a kind of a dick, but in the best kind of way. Um, I, I feel like I'm that friend for Rick. Uh, I'm, I'm the dick, but like with the heart of gold. Uh, <laughs> so I... <laughs> um, and, and just watching the ride that those characters go on. Even Seth Rogen's character has a full-on arc. And you get to see a lot with Bryce Dallas Howard where she becomes withdrawn and a bitch and you hate her and uh all that so like it's got it's gotta be a 10 man like this is as close to perfect for me as a movie gets so just fair warning for the rest Mm. of these numbers this is as close to perfect as a movie gets man for me okay um caveman says miss you already with tony collette and drew barrymore is good but we're wreck you um, I watched this great Kevin Costner movie last night, but I can't think of the movie title, but he was a spy and he had a daughter and I don't think it was no way out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless that's a reference to something else. I don't think that's right. <laughs> not no way out. Not no way out. <laughs> no, not no way out. Um, God, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to go look it up yeah. because I'm going to be stuck in my craw. God, Kevin Costner? Why am I thinking of... I don't know how recent it was. Why was I, why was I thinking... I was thinking Three Days to Kill, but I don't know if he has a daughter. Hmm. I'm not a Kevin Costner aficionado, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Haley Steinfeld is his daughter in the movie, so I'm thinking it's Three Days to Kill. Probably. And I would say I loved Kevin Costner in Hidden Figures. I think that was... Um, yeah, I think I got it, yeah. Rat Brain. Three, three Days to Kill. Yep. Next three days or something. Yeah, I think we're on. I think we're on the right path. Okay. Um, with a, a pre-court Amber Heard. <laughs> in ah. it. Um. Uh, uh, you know, talk about shitting the bed, but quite literally, we're gonna set that aside for a second. Yeah. So let's go to the technical aspects. What did you think of the script on Fifty Fifty? Um. So I think. I think the script is very good. Um, I feel like a lot of Seth Rogen's stuff is improv, though. Yes. Um, 
considering he is he's not playing himself in this story, but he's pretty close to playing himself. As far as yeah. uh, I remember seeing an interview with him and Will Reiser on Howard Stern when this movie came out. And he was like, he's not playing himself, but he he's kind of playing himself. Um, so I think I'm going to knock it off a point because even though I do like a lot of what Seth Rogen does in the movie, a lot of the stuff that stands out feels like it was improv. Okay. So I'm going to give him a nine on this one only because of the Seth Rogen-y improv stuff. But everything okay. else... Um, the uh, the way everybody else is written, like it's all it's so good, and they make it feel so natural. So script and acting go hand in hand, and this is a nine for sure. Yep. All right. So yeah, I was right. Three days to kill. Thank you so you much. Um, basically, he's sick and goes to visit his ex-wife and daughter. Um, Rick says the shaving his head part was ninety nine percent him. <laughs> Yeah. See, Rick knows. Rick's got it all. He's got all the facts for us. He's right he's next the, to me, which is hilarious. He's got the facts. <laughs> and, he's, and he's chatting in here when he can yeah. just, you know, say, man, yeah. it's, uh... <laughs> hey, man, you know, we've been podcasting for a long time. We're not professional. We're the most unprofessional professional podcasters on the planet. So we try to have good audio. We try to have nothing in the background bothering. We, we try. We try. Right. We try. We do our best. That's, and yeah. that's fine. Um, all right. So what's next? Cinematography. So visuals, cinematography, visual effects. Yeah. Um, what did you think about that on this movie? Um, so specifically because of three scenes, this is a 10 and I'll tell you what they are right now. Okay. Um, in the doctor's office, um, when he tells him he has cancer, and he has the ear ringing and it goes blurry and all that. Like that is, I've never gotten news like that, but I've gotten some pretty hard news. And that's exactly what happens. You shut off and you get tunnel vision. You feel like you're going to pass out, but your body won't let you. And they nail that in that sequence. Um, when he's leaving after his first chemo treatment, and the Bee Gees come on and it's all, you know, blurry backgrounds and he's the only thing in focus and he's got that goofy grin on his face and it almost looks fisheye, but not quite. Um, that's how you feel when you have an edible that's way too strong for you and you don't know it. So they uh, they nail that. Um, and this is a small thing and it's not it's not major, but the scene in the car, right? the night before the surgery the way that is shot is yeah i like that and that's when watching the movie and it's not just the performances it's everything it's the sound design it's the way it's shot um the performances everything that's where i really start so basically for the last 20 minutes of the movie i'm an absolute wreck uh because and it starts with that with that scene so okay visually and cinematography it's i mean again and that's one of those things that you got to go hand in hand with your director and that's that's a 10 man they nail some very important stuff visually nice all right evan says rick knows needs to be on a t-shirt <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Kevin we'll get, we'll get says, if you've ever seen No Way Out or The Postman, those are both strong Kevin Costner recommendations. But if you require a daughter and Costner, then I recommend Mr. Brooks. I love Mr. Brooks. We'll get cracking on the Rick merch. Rick knows on a T-shirt. Yep. <laughs> Rap Brain says, if you're taking off points for <laughs> improv, do you add for director for adding and then knowing when to call out and not to reshoot? Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to fix Mike's lighting. It's so bad right now. <laughs> See, that's that's what we're talking I was, about. I was, I was going to comment and say, it's a little dark in your room there. <laughs> uh, it's funny. We have we have box lights, too, but Rick is also trying to not get in the shot, which I appreciate. <laughs> he, he can be in the shot. We're very, we're very <laughs> not professionals. No, it's not. He says, if you... If you want to fix it, you can get in the shot. Oh, he's getting up. <laughs> oh, he's welcome to fix it. It's fine. There's my buddy Rick. There he is. Yeah. Um. Look at it. there. You go. <laughs> That's hilarious. My I'm, man. I don't, want to, I don't want to mess you up. Just totally fine, bro. It's yeah. totally fine. <laughs> um. He was having an anxiety attack over there. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking, you know, we, we were talking about that with the improv and then going to direction. Let's yeah. talk about direction. So what'd you think of the directing here um, on a, on a yeah. one to 10 and I need to get back to the movie. So it was directed by Jonathan Levine. Okay. And his filmography also has uh warm bodies. Oh, that I love he directed, that movie. The wackness. Okay. And long shot that I love long shot. That's Seth Rogen also. It's another one he's really good in. Yeah. So let's see. He's got uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Uh, he directed Rush. Uh, How to Make It in America. All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Another Amber Heard thing. But that was, I, I like that one. It's not, it's not great, but it's kind of a fun little slasher movie. Um, Snatched. I'm Dying Up Here was a TV series. He directed one episode. So yeah, not I'd I'd have to say, I mean, for me, yeah. I think this is probably his home run. I did like warm bodies and other stuff, oh, but I yeah. I would say this is probably my favorite of his. Yeah. Um, I, I really, really love warm bodies. Like that's one that I didn't expect to like going in. Yeah, no, me neither. I loved it. Um I was like, zombie love story, screw this movie. And then man. <laughs> Yeah. I liked it so much. I bought that 4K Steelbook, and I'm hell like, yeah, Dude. hell yeah. yeah, it's totally um, cool. I gotta say, directing, mm. I'm gonna go with Rat Brain. You gotta, you gotta give him some credit, knowing when to stop and when to put the reins on Seth Rogen. <laughs> to be able to, yeah, leash up Seth Rogen, <laughs> and to to direct this movie as well as he did, knowing that it's a very personal story for a few of the people in this movie and, yeah. and absolutely nailing it again. This is as close to perfect as you're ever going to get from me. So I'm going to go a 10 on it. Okay. I like it. My rap brain says, caveman, I'll add Yellowstone to your selection for Kevin Costner with daughter. Um, yes, master. I'll fix the lights. <laughs> is, is that a genre now? Kevin Costner with daughter. Can I, I, I guess so. Kevin Costner with daughter. <laughs> kind of like Chuck Norris with beard. Um, yeah. uh, love Yellowstone too. Yes, I like me some Costner, and I'm man enough to say it. All right, 
So Caveman's got a Broner for Costner. Let's go. And that's that's awesome. All right, so let's talk music. Yeah. What do yeah. you think of the music and the sound effects here on a one ten? Even Why? even if it's just the scene with "To Love Somebody" by the Bee Gees, but then there's that great Roy Orbison moment where they're trashing the painting. Um, and yes, those are just great uses of a licensed soundtrack. But when you get into other parts of the movie and the way they use music, it really it does what music and score is supposed to do. It sets a mood. It sets a tone. Like there's when he's really feeling negative, there's a lot of like discordant indie music that would be quote like noise rock or whatever. And it uh -huh. fits so well with the mood of the movie. Um, so yeah, I got to go 10 on music, man. It's used perfectly. Nice. And then yeah, sound design. I mean, there's not really much yeah. else to sound design with it, but it's, it's so good. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can tell that you've seen this movie a lot and you've, you've picked the nuances <laughs> out. Yeah. Which, which Ooh. is awesome. I love this movie. Um, so it's totally cool. Uh, Rap Rain says caveman 3000 miles to Graceland is my favorite Kevin Costner movie. That's, that's fun. Yeah, I like that movie too. All right. So let's go to the wild card. Now okay. this one, this one lists as a comedy. Yeah. And I don't want to call it a comedy. It's more of a drama. I really want to call it a drama. I know it starts as a comedy. They they do a good job of mixing the comedy in, so you don't want to kill yourself yeah. and jump they, off a they, cliff. Yeah, they bring you up like a roller coaster, and then jump. yeah, and then okay, we're gonna bring you up again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it just yeah, so you don't cut yourself in the middle of the movie. Right. It, <laughs> it tries to give you a little bit of levity mm -hmm. to you know make you chuckle a little bit, so you go, oh, that was funny. I wiped my tears away. And then, oh, so, crap, there, my heart just, like, sunk into my... All right. Even, um, even when I'm at in the, the most vicious throes of the ugly cry towards the end, yeah. when Anna Kendrick shows up and Seth Rogen, does he say I'm a dick? Did he say I'm a dick? Because I'm not a dick. And then the mom, I only smother him because I love him. And then she turns around and doesn't look at her again. Like, that comedy right there helps lift you up a little bit. Uh yeah but yeah in the middle in yeah. the middle of a freaking breakdown i was still giggling at those yeah. lines yesterday watching you get that this. that yeah. ugly cry and then you know like somebody tickles you in the middle yeah. of it and you're just like <laughs> yeah um okay so i i scored it as a drama yeah because that's that's how i feel about the movie i'm with you uh, so yeah how would you score it on a one to ten as a drama um because of the way it makes you feel and the ride it takes you on and the closure and everything like it like I, i've been saying it this whole time but everything with this movie go all of its parts make it near perfect and i gotta i gotta give it a 10 as a drama there's not any i can't think of any other drama movie that i've seen as many times as i've seen this um or that i love as much as i love this i think there's there's maybe one other movie I love as much as this, but I haven't seen it nearly as many times because it's harder for me to go back and watch it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this this is not quite Schindler's List for me because Schindler's List is an amazing movie, but I could only sit through it once. Yeah. Because it is such a it is such a powerful and difficult watch. Yeah. This this is one that I, I could and I have gone back and seen it. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, probably, you know, a half a dozen times. I don't, I haven't seen it like you have, but yeah. this is when we're like, you know what? I feel like watching 50, 50 and I'll, and I'll just put it in and just, and yeah. just watch it. And, and uh, like I said earlier, man, is, as much as this movie does get you in touch with your feelings, cause it does mm-hmm. that, that last three minutes makes you feel hope. Like you've never felt hope before, man. It's, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, just starving in the desert. And then somebody hands you a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. okay, I think I can make it. Um, 100%. Yeah. So caveman says, I like it too, rap brain. This is um, considering 3000 miles to Graceland. Right. We should continue our Costner bromance offline. <laughs> Dave, please don't delete rap brain and myself. No, man, you, guys, you guys are probably, you know, some of my favorite parts of the show. You guys are also uh, you guys also helped me not lose it a few times a lot, so I appreciate yeah. you guys. Yeah, your 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 comedy and the the stuff from your chat is definitely it's, keeping it's us keeping us together yeah. on camera. Um, please, sir, don't delete me. I just want more Kevin Costner. <laughs> I'm not doing the Oliver Twist voice. We'll just yeah. call that implied. There you go. Um, saw Kevin Costner live in concert. Okay, um, I saw Steven Seagal in concert. I bet that was probably about as good as Kevin Costner in concert would be. My, um, he ba- he basically played guitar with a reggae band and at the I've, Galaxy. I've seen clips of him doing that. Like, uh, at, yeah, it was horrendous. I bet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I used to get these tickets, these random tickets to go to the Galaxy for concerts because we used to do the shows. Yeah, all the time there. So like, hey, you want to come? So I saw Henry Rollins, and I saw I can't even remember the the reggae band i can't remember their name i just like is that steven seagal <laughs> smoking a cigarette playing the guitar that's funny <laughs> hilarious um oh kevin bacon and his brother saw them ah uh, bacon brothers they're pretty good bacon they're brothers. pretty good yeah got a got a poster for my wife that was signed Ooh. and then kevin uh and then kevin bacon's wife kissed the poster so got her wow. lipstick mark on it so that and that went to my wife, which was really funny. Um, Kevin Costner does sing one of his songs is on Yellowstone. Okay. Oh wow! How about that? Costner does it all. He's a man's man. All right, you guys, calm down. All right, all right. I feel like we got rich in here talking about Oppenheimer again. You guys, I'm need telling to chill you, out. or Spider Verse, Jesus. Yeah, jeez, man. Speaking of speaking of uh, speaking of Oppenheimer and Spider Verse, let's go to your scores. So, our our final scores, IMDb gives us a seven point six. That's low. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's low yeah. rotten to me you um there there was one the rocky score really pissed me off but we'll get to yeah. that in a second. I um, bet. rotten tomatoes critic score 93 percent audience that's score 88 percent okay rich gave this an 81 i gave it an 83 and mike your score is a 97 yep i <laughs> I 100% stand by that 97. Um, there's the three. This thing doesn't get anything less than nines and anything. There's there's nothing even remote. Well, I take, I take that back. You did give an eight. Oh, I did. Yeah, but that was for plot. That's right. Because of that right. horrendous. That was a terrible writer. <laughs> I'm giving you know. Um, so Rick says, I love Kevin Bacon's wife. She's such a great actress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she was really funny. She was like, oh, this is for your wife. Let me just kiss this poster. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, uh, Bacon Brothers was in concert. They were actually pretty good in concert. I, I yeah, they're them. really good. The Bacon um, Brothers are really good. Uh, 
I don't know. Is that is that supposed to be Dennis Quaid, not Denise Quad? I'm assuming Dennis Quaid. I'm, I think it's Dennis Quaid. Um, and Evan, forgive me if I was wrong on that. So Dennis Quaid was bad. Kiefer Sutherland was a great show. I have I have a documentary of his his band in concert. Oh, really? Um, it's so good. Speaking um, of Dennis Quaid, Dave, you know what movie almost made this list? Inner Space. Have you seen Inner Space? That movie. Yeah. That yeah. was almost one of the five, but that would, I that would have been a fun watch. I had no idea how to even watch it other than illegally. <laughs> oh, that's funny because I just got that rap brain boy. Speaking of rap brains, mm -hmm. because it says pop on the side, and I think that's where he's getting oh. the pop of video. Oh, for pop culture. Yeah. Yeah. And then his pop up video. <laughs> I think that's where that's coming from. Yeah. No, yeah, I I, I understand. Yeah, and I'm 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 doing my best to 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 translate for you, Evan. So, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Dennis Quaid. So, ninety seven. All right, ninety seven. So you gave this a ninety seven. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna get to the number one movie, but first, the fifth question. Yeah, I like these questions. By the way, I'm so glad I did not listen. I, yeah, I'm glad you questions. muted this. I'm glad you didn't have these in hand because I do the same questions for everybody. But yeah, um, and. Um, Sarah from, uh, from, we talked about earlier, she, she did know that I removed the last question and changed it. And right. I did because the whole first season, everybody's answer was the same. So I'm like, I want to do something different. Okay. And, um, so hot seat question number five, brother is give us your most surprising hot take. This is one movie that you can't stand that everyone else seems to love. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Hmm. See, the can't stand part is what makes this hard because there's a lot of movies where I'm just like, yeah, whatever about mm -hmm. that people absolutely go apeshit for. Right. Um, I'm going <laughs> to here's a hot here's a here's a hot take. Everything Marvel after Iron Man 2 <clears throat> don't like. Wow. OK, don't like nice. Um, I feel like they got stuck in a rut where they were just, you remember around that time Iron Man came out, people were like big on the, oh, Michael Bay sucks bandwagon. Michael Bay movies are terrible. Yeah. Every Marvel movie for like three years was just a Michael Bay movie that didn't have his name on it. Then people got bored and they switched it up with Guardians. And while Guardians is very good, because I've actually seen it and watched it, but then they got stuck in that rut. And everything was quippy and jokey. And so my hot take is that I don't like anything after Iron Man 2 in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Rick's looking at me like I'm missing something. Put it in the chat, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he knows how I feel about the Marvel movies. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because if you were going to go, everything after Endgame sucks. I'm like, everybody says that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh no, mine goes back even further. <laughs> yeah, you go back even further. That's yeah, that, that's cool. That's awesome. Cause yeah, I, I give my hot takes and people are like, what? Yeah. About the beach? Oh, right now? Oh, I see. Well, in that case, Mama would be happy to watch Piper while you're at the beach. I bet. 
<laughs> I love when she makes cameos on the show, by the way, Dave, when Piper makes cameos on the show. Oh, That's my favorite yeah, part. No, I love it, too. Yeah, she's she's awesome. But, um, yeah. No, Piper. He, he likes Piper's cameos. <laughs> she's uh, talking executive producer noises. yeah <laughs> yeah she's she's an executive producer yes i will watch her but are you going to be home tomorrow night or are you going to be home saturday yeah it's going to end up being saturday are you are you taking the bus home saturday or are you getting a ride Give her the third degree, Dave. Yeah. Right. Well, there's nine o'clock, which you could do. Oh, right. It comes from the thing. Yeah. Stupid. Okay. Well, you're taking the bus there. <laughs> because you're not taking the car. Okay. Or I, or I will come and get you on Saturday. Don't make him turn the beach around. He'll turn that sucker around. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about it. Yeah, because you know, then I can, you know, I can see the, I can see Ninja Turtles or whatever. You, yeah, Ninja Turtles movie. No, we need to go see Meg too. So you, and me, go see Meg too, and then we'll get, huh? In the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Carrying very on a conversation important. now with very with important business being conducted. Wife and daughter. Very important movie talk. Yes. Yes. Listen, don't piss off it's wife still, and daughter. It's, still related. it's it's adjacent. Yeah. It's movie adjacent. Or you can make Joe drive you home. Whatever blows your nose. But yes, I will watch Piper. You're welcome. <laughs> Yay. I love you too. <laughs> You get to live another day now, Dave. You made yes. the two women in your yes. life very right. happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. The, oh, what was I mentioned you removed this question. Uh, dyslexic unit, my friends, we should start a band. Rap said, or we should start an Abend. <laughs> uh, the Thin Red Line, the only movie I walked out of. That's interesting. I, I like that movie. I don't think I saw it in the theater, though. Mm -hmm. Commercial break brought to you by Dave's Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Classic dad talk commercial break. Yep, yep, yep. You don't like that. Why did you do that? Mine now. Nice. I get a drink. Thank you. Which I'm just Make staring at. Meg 2 and then the beach? I don't think so. That's the best comment. <laughs> No, she's going to the beach. I'm going to go see Meg 2. <laughs> um, Iron Man 2 should have been rated R to better in showing what alcoholism did to him and how or why Rhodey took on the Iron Man armor. Thoughts, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think Iron Man 2 could have been a lot better. Um, could have been a lot been better. I'd have rated R. I'd, I'd yeah. have been behind that. Yeah, I think that could have helped it a lot. Um, I still... I think the the ending is a little anticlimactic, but I still enjoy it for what it is because I love the Tony Stark and the Iron Man character. So that's why, I mean, I could say anything after Iron Man 1, but I actually really enjoy Iron Man 2. And that's kind of a hot take too because a lot of people don't like 2 because of the anticlimactic like ending, yeah. but I dig it, man. 
You know, no, I I dug too. Yeah. But yeah, I I'm end game was kind of where my my finish was. I did yeah. like Spider-Man No Way Home, but it was very cliche. And I did like for some reason I like Shang-Chi. I don't know what happened. I think it I think it's the martial arts. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. And martial it's really arts well done. Me. Yeah. I, I liked how they did that. And I like, you know, Michelle Yeoh is one of my favorite people and she's in that movie. So, Heck yeah. So, yeah. Thumbs high. Cool. Mech 2 is a fantasy. Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> um, wow. no, no, it doesn't bother me. Now, don't ever watch Dreamcatcher and then go to the bathroom. I'm just going to say that. Dreamcatcher. The Stephen King one? Yes. It's a good one. With the like monsters that, that come out of your with the mm-hmm. in the toilet, <laughs> I I really like that movie a lot. I I enjoyed that. I dug that movie, but I I was reading the book on the toilet, mm-hmm. and I got to that part. It was very south yeah. of okay. Yes, agreed. Um, is that Modelo Orange? No, it is not. <laughs> I should get a Modelo is what I should get. We should yeah. be we should be drinking for sure. Dude, yes. That we came in. That so no home was fun service, but it serviced me. That made me happy. Well, it's always good that you get service. No, this is Virgil's zero calorie vanilla cream mm. soda. Something that I wanted to try and it's got kind of a weird aftertaste, but I've got to finish it because <laughs> I bought it. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Yep. Oh, wait, how long before you can go to the bathroom again? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's an hour after you eat, right? <laughs> that's, that's that's swimming. Same thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so we got your hot take, and I yeah. liked it. Very, that was a very good hot take, bro. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get to our fifth movie we're going to talk about. This is Rich and my number one score. I don't think this is going to top your score for 50-50. No, but it gets close. Yeah. It is Rocky. The original Rocky. And I'm just going to say... Wish me luck. I'm going to need it. So, so dude, what was was it about this movie? And I think it's kind of obvious. Everybody knows this movie. But why did you pick this for your five? So the first time I saw this movie was probably around the same time I saw the like flight of the navigator and Beverly Hills cop. I was a very young kid. Um, and I was a big fan of boxing and this was on. So we're living in Southern California. This was on KTLA channel five, like as a movie of the week, like for perpetually it was on channel five. And so for the longest time, I only saw like the television cut of the movie. And then I loved it. Like it just, I mean, how do you not feel inspired after watching this movie? You know, like it, it it's very difficult to not be. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's the thing I, I took away from this movie. Seeing it as a kid is like, wow, man, like it, inspiration and belief in yourself can take you really, really far. I love it. Okay. So Rocky is from 1976. Yeah. It had a budget of $1 million. Yeah. Made 225 million. 
in the box yeah. office. Hell yeah. So it made some money. And that's why they made six of these bad boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was this is the classic underdog story with the inspirational music and the yeah, you know, the the love story with you know two people that are not necessarily attractive, <laughs> but still you know, still great that you know that they came together. Man, and... Adrian is low key hot. Don't don't discount her hotness. Dude, when she when she got to Rocky Four, bro, then she was very yes. high maintenance hot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There was I was like, okay, she's getting some plastic surgery done or something because <laughs> by, the time, by the time she got to four, I was like, damn, it's not even. It doesn't even seem like the same woman. Yeah, this, this is where I want to go. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but you know, the first one, you know, is you got she's got the you know, the goofy with the glasses, kind of like um, Sandra Bullock in Love Potion number nine, where you know, there's just a secret. I love that movie, yeah, there's just a secret tiger underneath there, but she's all oh, fooey, I burned the darn muffins, and um, you know, and then Rugga's like, yo, I want to take you out. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) Evan goes, Sly is hot, there you go, (laughs) he did start out as a porn star, so. Hey, there you go. Um, did you see this in the theater, David? We're just watching demon movies. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that yes, hurts. I saw that in the theater, that but I saw it in '77. Okay. <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I got my fill of the theater with Jaws and The Exorcist. So then, in '77, it was Rocky and Star Wars. Yeah. In the theater, and those were the those are the ones that I saw. This is such a good movie, man. Right, Brian says, take her to the library. Nerds love the library. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, uh, Evan says Rocky will always be number one. You can't knock him down. Virgil's root beer, beer in a keg all day. Yep. I um I almost forgot um how long it takes to get to that match with him and Apollo at the end and oh, how, and how little of the movie runtime that fight actually is. Cause watching it on TV as a kid, mm-hmm. like that's like 45 minutes. They drag, they drag that last scene out that boxing out yeah. with all the commercial, they get all their commercial breaks in at the end. And I forgot how long it takes to get there, man. It's, but yeah. not in a bad way, just runtime wise. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, I've been coming in for six years. In six years, you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come. That's a good one. I love that. Yeah, this is just, yeah. It, it's it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because, yeah, it takes a long time to get to where, you know, the, the actual fight takes place yeah, and the actual, yeah. you know, you know, and then the last round is just like, just, mm-hmm. it's, longer than the whole fight put together yeah. um but you know the whole thing is about him i guess the two dynamics so you have rocky who's basically working his ass off because he's yeah. getting this shot yeah so much that he's like punching frozen meat and then and then you got apollo creed who's like this guy's a chump i'm you know um totally overestimated him or underestimated him and just um, just kind of going about his business, just doing his stuff. He wasn't really even training very hard. He was just kind of like, um, 
And then that's the thing. Um, Rapain says, little known fact, Rocky's Italian Stallion was also the name of Sylvester Stallone's porno. That is correct. Yep. Points for Rat Brain. Yep. I don't know if those are good points, though. Hey. Uh, rat up, video rat. <laughs> um, <laughs> really good. Yeah, they're both they're both doing pop-up video. Thank yeah. you so much, you guys. Best part awesome. of Rocky Four was not Adrian, but was Polly's sex slave robot. Dude, I like that robot. Polly, why you got to do that to me? <laughs> That's so good. Would that make a Rocky Four sci-fi robot robot sex? Would that be That's science fiction? Robot sci-fi. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe definitely might might put a might put a sci-fi element yeah, onto that. Go. Well, and then you've got Drago is probably you know, he's all voided out and stuff. Yeah. So you know that that could also see. You know, and then you got you know you got Real Steel, which is basically a reboot of Rocky Four as robots. So I I like Real Steel a lot. That's a good movie. I love that. Uh, Kama says, luckily nothing sticked, <laughs> nothing sticked him in Italian stallion. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, all right, so let's go to the cast. Yeah. For Rocky. Um. So now using, this is so you saw this later. Yeah. So I had a sense of who some of these people were. Right. Um, but so that being, you know, Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, and mm-hmm. uh Apollo Creed, the man himself, you know, knowing knowing who they were um was definitely good. But then this movie, seeing this movie made me want to know who Burgess Meredith was. Uh it made me want to know who Burt Young was. Like seeing those yeah. people in the movie, like it's like I need to see more movies with these guys in it because they're awesome. Um but yeah so it's uh Carl Weathers, Talia Shire, Sylvester Stallone, that's your your easy six, Burgess mm-hmm. Meredith and uh like I said uh Burt Young. So eight-ish, eight-ish. That might that might be the depending on IMDb doing us dirty on this plot. That might be the lowest score that this movie gets from either one of us. And I normally with the Polly's story arc is one of the most underrated storylines of all time. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Throughout the whole series of movies, yes. Burt Young was actually a real boxer. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, was it? it was like he went like thirty-seven and one or something like that. Wow, he was he was really good. Um, but yeah, he was he was an actual real boxer that that came in to the movie. So, um, that's there's my pop up knowledge. <laughs> there we go. So you guys, that's a good uh, one. But. Yeah. Now, normally when we do, because this came out before you were born. Yeah. And normally when we when we talk about this, foreign movies and movies that come out before you were born automatically get a four point bonus. Okay. Um. But I don't know if I want to give it a ten because you were you had all these guys rattled off. Yeah. And um, I got I got us up to an eight, and I feel good about that. I don't think okay. I, I don't think I feel we need good to. But yeah, if you were like, oh, I only knew Sylvester Stallone, 
Carl so Weathers. Then, yeah. Do, you, know, you know, I didn't know Carl Weathers before this. You know, like if you actually saw it before seeing Action Jackson or before um Predator or anything yeah. like that, then then yeah, you would go, okay, then then I'd give you the four point bonus. But since yeah. you saw this later, yeah, you already had that knowledge. So yeah, and I and like so I said, I feel good about the eight. I feel good about the eight there. Yeah. I feel good about the eight too, bro. I think that's good. K-Man says, did you end up going down a penguin hole, Mike? And that's a reference to Burgess Meredith because he played the penguin in yes. the original Batman series. So, okay. That's where I knew him from. Yeah, same. Same, because my mom was a huge Batman fan. And uh, growing up and seeing the syndication of the 60s Batman show. But yeah, uh, I, I love him in that. He's so good in that. Really good. It's basically the same, <laughs> same yeah. character. Yeah. He's I mean, a little he's a, he's yeah. a little less morose as the penguin, which is odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, you caught me off guard with that. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um okay, so let's get to the acting. Yeah. Um, um now this movie and well for 70 sets won um three Oscars, one for best picture. Mm-hmm. And what was it? It won for best film editing, and it won for best original song. Yeah, but was nominated for best actor, <laughs> nominated for best actress, nominated for best actor in a supporting role. That was Burgess Meredith, and Burt Young was nominated for best actor in supporting role. I'm I'm so glad you brought all this up because I knew about. I didn't realize. Again, I didn't want to do research on these. Um, yeah. But I I knew about it. It's wins. I didn't know what it was all nominated for. Um, yeah. Just growing up and being a fan of the series and wanting to know everything I can about it. I didn't go that far down the hole to where I knew what it was nominated for. But uh, it justifies my 10 by you rattling off those nominations. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it, um, I this is the first time in about a decade that I've watched Rocky. Uh, this, this one anyway. Um, and when it starts, I remember thinking, oh, this is kind of rough. Like Sylvester Stallone's a little rough. But yeah. then as the movie goes on, you realize, oh, no, he's just playing the character and playing it so well that I think his acting is rough. Yeah. And, Very that, good all, yeah, and that all changes when, uh, when he gets the fight and Mick comes to see him. Yeah, and he, is, he has that monologue where he's screaming at the wall as Mick is leaving, and it's like, oh, oh no! Even in 1976, this dude was an actor. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's a ten really. all day, man. Yeah. Brain says pop up video. I I know that Sylvester Stallone's brother was the singer on the street corner. Yep. Yeah. That's dude, I'm I'm loving all these factoids. Yeah, all I right. knew that one too. That's a good one. Let's let's get to the plot. But yeah, it was it was it was yeah, it was nominated for all four. Yeah. You it know, had, even it had two, two actor people. nominations. Yeah. Um, two supporting actor nominations, lead actor nomination, lead actress nomination, director nomination, screenplay nomination, best mm-hmm. sound nomination. Yeah. And then and then one for best picture, original song, and film editing. So dude. It's like, 
this was the shit, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, and it was, and there are some movies that when you go back and you're like, that got nominated for an Oscar for best acting. You're like, really? Like, that's what the bar was in 1955. All right, guys. Like, you, that happens a lot, right? I'm, I don't know if, if Harrison is still here, but <laughs> <laughs> he'll get mad at me for saying that. But it's true. Yeah. If you watch some of those performances now, you'd be like, oof. Um, yeah, but at the I time, was... they were. That was the top of the of the, the food chain at the time. This yeah. holds up 100% even to today's standards. Yeah, no, this definitely holds up. Uh, definitely for acting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? There he is. Oh, he said still on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny when you when you mentioned that. I was thinking of the Whiz because I I did that for with Dell on movies yeah. for episode two and it. I think it like won four Oscars. Yeah. And I was like, God, that movie sucked. Yeah. Hated that movie. I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid and I loved it. I probably would think differently now. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, that was that was so I mean it was a musical, so it was obviously a tough of watch course. for me. But yeah. I was just like, uh uh, threw up in my mouth a couple times. It was just it, it was bad. That's but funny. that was that was Dell's goal. He wanted to get me with that, and yeah. Harrison was trying to do it too. <laughs> By trying to get me sound and music, which you know, oh darn, I couldn't watch it. But um, Harrison says I just topped on. You guys calling me out? <laughs> oh man, that's funny. They calling that's out good. old acting. <laughs> the Flash's CD CGI will not hold up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But oh god, it's so funny. All right, let's go to the plot. Yeah. Don't do me dirty, IMDb. Let's go. Oh, man. Okay, here it goes. A small-time Philadelphia boxer gets a supremely rare chance to fight the world heavyweight champion in a bout in which he strives to go the distance for his self-respect. All right. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's a solid – I think that's a solid seven, but we got to take into account the trailer and give it an extra point, maybe two. Um woof. Woof. I think I think we'll go eight. We'll go eight. I won't I won't cheat it here. We'll go eight. Okay. Go eight. K-Man says Rocky was the first sports movie ever to win an Oscar for Best Picture, and Stallone remains the last person in Oscar history to be the sole writer of an original screenplay to have starred in the movie. Wow. Nice. Good. That's a great tidbit, caveman. Um, lead and be nominated for both. Start in and the lead. Yeah. Uh, that's totally cool. All right. So let's talk about ending, dude. Um, dude. Like, how how is this not a 10? I'm sorry. Yeah, how is this it, not a 10? The only, this is, the only way you could knock a point is because he didn't win. But I think that's the best part. I, I, I do too. See, I'm with you. I'm not I'm not a big prescriber yeah, I'm not of the a big, big happy Hollywood, Hollywood ending guy. Ending. Nah, no. nah. Yeah, I didn't want yeah. him to prevail, but that he he went the distance with him and he took mm-hmm. it to a split decision. Yep. I was so happy with that. Yeah, it's a 10 all is, day. This is pound for pound one of the best endings I, I've ever seen. Initially, I wrote nine because again, I was like, I gotta be critical, and I, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I want to take my subjectivity out of it and be like or my objectivity about it out of it and be subjective but after re-watching it man like it's a 10 this movie is a 10 you're just like oh 
And it's not like, you know, it doesn't take the wind out of your sails no. because he lost. You're yeah. just like, you kind of, I mean, I kind of knew it. I knew he lost. Yeah. By watching the fight. But it was you, you just were hoping you were hoping I was. But yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping he was going to get there. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, you know, it just I don't know. It ended. I think it ended exactly the way it was supposed to end. 100. And then they have to yeah. do that. Yes. Um. So. Yeah. And at the <laughs> end. Who's uh... on? Yeah. <laughs> There ain't going to be no rematch. Don't want one. Like, yeah, man, so good. Yep. First full man's with Rocky losing by judge's decision, his fight against the heavyweight champ, Paulo Creed, but winning a more personal victory by going the distance. See? Yep. 100%. Go the distance. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. <laughs> He's all alone, all alone in a time of need. Uh, I'm not singing that damn song, but I did do it. You're killing um, it, Rap Brain. Making it through the entire 15 rounds in the ring had as no previous challenger had. See? Yes. Um, and his ears were burning. Dell's in the house. What's up, Dell? Hey. We were just we were just talking about the whiz a little bit. I'm so glad you showed up, brother, because we're 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 on the last one. We're talking yeah. about Rocky. Dell's probably um, like, did he forget to turn the stream off? <laughs> I told you, man. I warned you guys the last couple of weeks uh in the chat. I'm yeah. I talk way too much. No, we're we're going long, but I I love it. It's 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 totally worth it for me. Awesome. Um, and speaking of speaking of worth it, I mean, so yeah, were you gonna go nine or ten for the end? Oh no, it's a ten, bro. It's one hundred percent a ten. I just yeah, I can't. Yeah, I couldn't not give it. There's no way. There's no way. I just you know I was like I was I'm trying to be critical of it myself, right? Because you know it it's. One of those movies that, you know, I, I still have that experience of seeing it in the theater. Yeah. And, you know, just the way the crowd reacted in the theater when I first watched it, it was just, it was mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. um, I never got to see it in theaters. Movie. I bet that was dope. It was, oh, so good. Um, you know, and I'm seven years old going, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> people people are jumping up out of their seat and i can't yeah. see anything and i'm like trying to get through and people are like down in front of the screen like screaming at the at the theater screen and mm -hmm. and i think a fight broke out in the front row of course they did of course it did um it was like it was crazy yeah um just showed my daughter the exorcist for the first time a bit too slow for her but still one of my all-time faves all right I'm a little insulted, but that's okay if it's a little too slow for her. It's fine. Um, except K-Man Grape Stream the other night. Um, yeah, so let's, speaking of which, let's go to the story. Yeah. Um, dude, it's a 10. Like, the arc, not, the yeah. arc that everybody goes on. Because Rocky is not the only person that has an arc. Uh, even as little as you see Apollo, he goes from... Even in that last third of the movie, he goes from completely discounting and thinking it's going to be a cakewalk to respecting the man by the end of the fight. Like everybody goes on an arc. Mickey essentially apologizes for not being there for him when he needed him. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Adrian completely grows as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pulls only person, shell. the only person who doesn't grow is Polly, but that happens later in the franchise. Yeah, like 
but everybody has an idea. It's a 10. Like, it's a 10, 100%. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rap Brain says, Mike, would you say that we're going Italian Stallion long? Oh, uh, I don't know. I've never seen, so I can't tell you how long that goes. Um, <laughs> thank you for taking it. Yeah. Um, yeah. so on Dell and movies, he did a movie swap with caveman mm -hmm. and I haven't had a chance to see that episode yet. You guys, but I will as soon as I get a chance because Dell's movie swap is awesome. I was on there. Gosh, a couple weeks ago now. Yeah. Um, and we did a movie swap where I, I watched fences with Denzel Washington and Viola Ooh. Davis yeah. and great watch. And then I had him watch the 13th warrior okay and we were both like yeah we liked it but we didn't love them right. but good one time watches so yeah nice um it was it was a lot of fun i had a great great episode with dell and then dell came on and did his five movies yep. and um i i really liked judas and the black messiah because that was one i hadn't seen yet that was a that was a great watch Speaking of great watches, we're getting back to Rocky and we're going to talk about the script. So what did you think of the script on a one to 10? And it was nominated for best screenplay, but didn't win. Right. Um, so what would you give the script for this? Um, I, again, I'm not from 1970s Philadelphia, so I don't know how loan sharks acted or talked in that era. Right. Um, but just for that character alone, it gets a high score because that that character is written really well and performed really well. Um, mm. Like, I want to just scream ten, but yeah, because I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's any real holes in the script that I could. No, look it was at. really it was really well done. I, and, I definitely agree with that. And even they do get. To, I guess the only thing. I, you could knock the script for and this could maybe even go into directing is that you get through a lot of setup really quickly like they don't you don't sit with things for very long right uh and it, it kind of just kind of moves you forward and moves you forward which is not a bad thing pacing wise but, yes and if we don't knock story for that i don't think we can knock script for that either then if we didn't knock no. story for that no um i agree with that all right 10 then because we talked it out it's got to be 10 okay but i wanted to get those few nitpicks about there in there and but still say it is a 10 yep so Rettmer says really good movies um caveman says we did four movies you did four movies that's awesome the writing is what makes rocky dude i i agree with that i think they're I I, I think Sylvester Stallone was robbed for not winning for screenplay. Uh, what won that year? Do you know? That's a good question. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. I hope it's a total stinker so we could be like, bingo. <laughs> I bet he only didn't win because it's a sports movie. Ooh, like maybe. Given the era and the time, I bet that's the only reason it didn't win. But yeah, the writing is just so well okay. done. Well, all right. So um, best original screenplay was won by Annie Hall. Uh, the Woody Allen movie. And, uh, 
I all get right. it. All right. I, I get it. <laughs> I yeah. didn't really care for that movie, but I get it. Right. He was uh, the golden boy in that era, though. His writing. Yeah, yeah he was. It, Woody Allen was like, it, his shit didn't stink in that yeah. time. So, um, Rap Brain says, Brotherhood of the Wolf is greater than the 13th Warrior. All right. I'm going to have to fight you. No, I I love Brotherhood of the Wolf, bro. But yeah, no, 13th Warrior is one of my top movies of all time. But I just recently bought the 4K of Brotherhood of the Wolf, and I can't wait to watch that. Nice. Um, watch it be a love story. You're close. That's funny. You were close. Um, but yeah, no, we're talking about we're talking about Rocky. But yeah, Annie Hall beat it out, and I'm like, all right, fine. Okay, so let's go with cinematography. So let's talk about the visuals here. Yeah. And again, this won the Oscar for film editing, and I I, I had to give it props for that. Yep. The um, way they shot the boxing was fantastic. Yeah. Because it was like it was a hybrid of a sports presentation, but then yeah. Hollywood getting you in the ring. Like they did such a good job with that. It um, did. Um, and this is one, yeah. I I really I base all boxing movies on this. Yeah. 100 any any fighting movie at all any fighting movie mma any of that Mm -hmm. stuff i yeah i base on how they filmed this so this is this is this is rock solid it's Um, it's pretty groundbreaking in that respect man like yeah um then there's also some really cool uh directorial choices that they make with the cinematography where they do a lot of long shots of rocky walking away and you you feel how small he feels like he is in those shots Nice. And then the way they shoot him when he's doing the montage finally, where he's getting better and they're shooting him up. So he feels bigger. Like, yeah. Cinematography is no joke in this movie. It's, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. Um, and just with the boxing alone, you, you gotta go 10 on it, man. Just with the boxing, the way they shot the boxing alone. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, Evan, good night, brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, good night, Evan. Good to have you, man. Good night, rat brain. Good night. Really good chatting with you. Yeah, Evan's Evan's one of my favorite people in the community. He's always, I love that he gives Rich a ration of shit. It's just, oh. it just, be- it, it makes. It feel it fills my heart. <laughs> he beat me to it tonight because I was gonna I was gonna nail Rich with this top five right out of the gate, but yeah. Evan beat me to it, and I was like, Evan beat right. you to it. He's yeah, he's Bravo. always like right on there. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's let's get to direction now that we're because we've mm-hmm. been tossing that around back and forth. Yeah. Directed by John G. Avildsen. Mm-hmm. And what else did he do? He did. Oh, he did, of course, Rocky Five. He did Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karate Kid Part Three. Uh, okay. Let's see. Lean on Me with Morgan Ooh, Freeman. That was that's good. a good one. Great movie. A Night in Heaven in 1983. I didn't really care for that, but that's like one of his early ones. Here's what I'll say about the directing thing. In my pop-up video thing, which is I'm sure what everybody knows, is that Stallone wanted to direct this, but the studio just didn't yeah. trust it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that this guy didn't do the heavy lifting, but yeah. it also it almost seems like, well, can we get somebody in here for scale 
that will do this job where Sly will still get to have his vision come through. Right. Um, I, I think it's really well directed. Uh, but again, I, I guess the the question is, who did the heavy lifting with the directing, right? Okay. Um, but as far as like the movie as a whole, the way it was directed, it's uh, Stallone. This is like his first movie movie, right? And yeah. to have that kind of performance. Yeah, his first, exactly. his first mainstream movie, I think they call him. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, seasoned actors like Burgess Meredith and Carl Weathers, like they all did fantastic jobs. And I think the directing is part of that. So I, I'm going to go nine, but only because I think there's that question of was the guy they hired to do the job doing the job or was he doing the job for the studio while Sly was still overseeing, you know? So I'll go nine. I'll go okay. nine. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, Hepburn says, shooting him up. I thought that happens in Rocky IV. <laughs> yes. Um, so basically, he just directed underdog flicks. Yeah, yeah that's what it seemed like. Um, Summer Madness by Cool and the Gang always gets me along with the montages of Rocky when he was dirt poor. When we when we get to sound, we'll talk about that. You beat we're, me to it. We're getting there right now. I guess Italian yeah. Stallion wasn't mainstream enough for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was definitely in a different stream. Yeah. Um, oh, that was bad. <laughs> Lord, I apologize. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, let's get to music. So, yeah, God, gonna it's, gonna it's, fly now is a ten on its own. It's, yeah, it's uh, like, dude, and then that and the, whole that whole score of the just the yes, yeah. But again, uh, Harrison just brought it up. Cool in the Gang Summer Madness is like, other than Frank Stallone crooning on the corner, the first song you hear, like actual song, is that song. Mm -hmm. And it really sets the mood for that character. Because that is a very slow, uh, almost droning song in some ways. But it's also super catchy. And yeah. it really sets the vibe for for that movie. So yeah, the sound design, the boxing, the sound effects in the fights, the the sound effects in the freezer when he's beating the frozen meat, um, all the ambient noise in the gym, the stuff on the loading docks. Like, I mean, I'm going around long way to say it's a ten, uh, sound wise, because it's one hundred percent a ten. Nice. <laughs> Does his first movie? Are we really disrespecting Lords of Flatbush and Death Race 2000? <laughs> I guess we are, Dell. I yeah, guess, I guess that so. just happened. <laughs> I I saw Death Race after Rocky, I think. Yeah, uh, and it did come out before with David Carradine. It came out the year before. Yeah. But yeah, I saw I saw Death Race 2000 after Rocky. I don't think I, it, you know, it was one of those that didn't play in the theater right away where I was at. I don't think I saw that until like 78 or 79 in the drive-in. Oh, wow. And then Lords of Flatbush is great. I've never seen Lords of Flatbush. Yeah, 74. Henry Winkler with it, too. Ooh. Um, 
But yeah, that was kind of like, you know, Outsiders, American Gigolo. I, I would call Rocky better than that, but mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know if that was really a mainstream movie. Yeah. But but yeah, no, those are both really good, Dell. Thanks for bringing those up. Um, all right. So we got, I got a couple more. So I, I wanted to bring up like a couple of points like really dramatic impact here when he was finishing, when he finished the fight, mm-hmm. he couldn't see. Yeah. And all he, all he was doing was trying to call out for Adrian. He just wanted her. Yep. And the other guys are trying to talk to him and he's like, I don't care. I just want Adrian. Yeah. And then with that inspirational montage, I had to throw that up because that's just a great shot. God, so good. And um, one of the, one of the things I liked about the cinematography is these is these wide shots where you show them from the back yeah. and then Philadelphia is in front of them. And it's just mm-hmm. really cool, really cool points. Um, but all right. So we're getting to the last category, which is the wild card. Um, and again, now I, yeah. the way they play the pace of the film, they wanted it to be an action movie, but I still, I think this is more of a drama. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I consider this a drama. Mm-hmm. What would you give this on a one to ten as a drama? Um, so, as far as dramas go, um, this is this is way up there, man. This is way up there. I mentioned how I think fifty fifty is a ten as a drama because of what it does to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think this is a ten as a drama also because there are so many points where you feel that sense of foreboding, and it's like, oh, he's 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 done, he's over. He's a bum. It's over. And then he gets this he gets this opportunity and he thinks he's a bum and there's no chance in hell and he still goes for it and works mm-hmm. his ass off in 5 weeks to get there and has the fight and takes him to the limit. And again, similar to 50/50 whereas at the end of 50/50 I said if you don't feel hope you're you're crazy and you didn't watch the same movie I did. If you don't, if you get to the end of Rocky and you don't feel inspired, even if mm-hmm. you watch it at two in the morning, if you don't get off your ass and at least take the, the friggin' trash out, if you're not inspired to do anything <laughs> after watching Rocky, you you're not alive. You're not a human being. But so yeah, dude, it's a ten, man. Dude, nice way to put it. If you don't get up and at least just take the trash out. Yeah, like feel some <laughs> sense of accomplishment. Like I know, do on, something, make dude. something happen. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So let's go to our final scores. All right. On Rocky. So IMDb gives Rocky an 8.1. Okay. This is not what pissed me off. Rotten Tomatoes critics score 92%. Audience score 69%. Dude. The, and this is where I'm like, you guys, shut up. <laughs> the people who use Rotten Tomatoes don't understand good movies. The users yeah. don't understand good movies. Yeah. You know, we've we've kind of we were talk. Rich and I were talking about it because they tend to score foreign movies really low. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's so many really good foreign movies out there. You can't sleep on those. Yeah. Um. But yet, if you check all the boxes for lbgtq and things like that then you'll score really high in yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. yeah um so 
so Rich gave this an 88. All right. I gave it a 90. Okay. Mike, your score is a 95. Yeah. And I stand by that 100%. Yeah. No, totally cool. And... I don't know why I did that. It's uh, it's fantastic, dude. Like it's it's such a good movie, and they get better and they get worse and they get better again. But this first one is still the one I go to uh, to watch if I'm gonna watch. And it's been a mm-hmm. while. Like I said, it had been a while since I'd seen this one. Um, like I saw Balboa. I watched. I know we don't. They don't count. Creed really, but the first I haven't seen the second or third Creed actually. I've only seen the first one. Uh, and I really love that movie. Um, I, yeah, like I said, Babo is great. Um, five is good for what it is, but it's not, it's definitely not the best in the series. Yeah. And yeah. yes, it's probably the worst in the series, but even the worst Rocky movie is still better than a whole lot of movies. <laughs> it is. Uh, no, I agree with that. Um So, all right. So, well, I'm going to, I'm going to tally up all your scores and rankings here okay. and I'm going to put you front and center. I want you to go ahead and, um, talk about your channel again. Um, I know you guys are on a break right now. If you know when your next show's coming up, but let's see first, let's see what we got. Caveman saying, take it to the limit. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, Randy Meisner. And likely Rotten Tomatoes reflects more of a younger audience reaction to an older film. Yes. I agree with that. Um, Dell says, please see the other two Creed movies. Good stuff. I will. I will. Um, and um, in fact, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut in Creed 3, he did a good job. He did yeah. a good job. So, um, yeah, definitely worth watching. Um, I I wanted more out of two than I got, but I still enjoyed two. Okay. Because you get that whole Drago dynamic. Yeah. Um, but I, but I dug it, but anyway, I'm going to put you in the forefront really quick while I finish up telling the scores. So go ahead and talk about your channel and we will finish up. All right. Um, so as we said, when we first started, uh, the show that my buddy Rick and I do is called something awesome. And, uh, again, I like to say it hangs out on the corner of nostalgia and new, um, we don't ever really cover anything too current it's like not breaking news um we kind of try to make content that's evergreen you can come back to anytime and watch it uh and it will still be relevant for you um we are on youtube at something awesome podcast um and uh link tree slash something awesome pod and you'll get our links for the social medias and uh spotify apple your podcast of your choice um, and yeah, it's just, it's a show with two friends that like to get together and, uh, talk about the things that affected them, whether it be us as kids or us now as adults. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're all about, man. Having fun and talking about cool stuff. Um, if you want to check out our old podcast, that's also on YouTube. That's SSWL network. There's Seven years of video podcasts on there, clips, full on shows, there. reviews, discussions, <laughs> um, um, and we ran weekly, yeah. weekly for for that. 
And so if you guys want to check that out, that's SSWL Network. I have my initial review of mid-90s and probably 50-50, maybe not 50-50. But I know my our initial review of mid-90s is definitely on there. Uh, so yeah, cool. SSWL Network and Something Awesome Podcast. Nice. I'm just finishing rendering this video for our outro. I, I also stream video games on Twitch occasionally. So if you want to check me out on Twitch playing Rock Band, Borderlands, Skate, like the video games that I love, that's twitch.tv slash Mike Masters. And you can see me there also. Nice. All right. Got one this was a lot of fun, Dave. This was a lot of fun. I'm so glad that we got a chance yeah, to do this. Fun, oh, me too, man. This was this was great. Um, yeah, I've been wanting to just you know we're not in the same room, but I wanted to be in a room, yeah. and, and talk to you about stuff. Yep. For a while, because I mean, uh, like I, I was telling Rich, we've been friends for almost 25 years with the wrestling and mm-hmm. um and online. Uh, but we haven't seen each other, seen each other in a long time. Yeah, a really long time. Um, yeah, there's very few people in my life that I've known as long as I've known you, Dave. And uh, yeah, like you said in the uh, intro to Rich, yeah, you and I clicked right away and kind of gravitated towards each other. Yeah, uh, when we started training, or when I started training, because you started before I did. I started um, before you, but only I think only by a few months. Yeah, not even that. Um, but I mean, I'd actually I trained in ninety two, ninety two and ninety three. I trained with AWA for a little bit. Oh wow! Um, okay. Before the guy, before the guy just closed the school and took off and left okay. us all there. <laughs> um, classic wrestling story. Classic yeah. wrestling story, and then. Um, and then when I got wind of UPW, I just, I went to a galaxy show and saw the production and how they did the stuff. And I was like, Hey, if you guys need some help, yeah, I can help you guys with the production and in exchange, just trade me. Yeah. And that was the, and that was the thing. And they were like, okay, cool. So then I came in, I did, I got them on the internet and I hooked up all the music and did all the, you know, worked all the lights and then show director and all that kind of stuff so yeah i ended up like all in there but yeah once we once i was in there training and then you showed up i was like dude yeah we just gravitated to the other yeah and then you know catastrophe was the other guy he kind of came in and became your tag team partner yeah um but then i was still there with you know training with you guys and um yeah but by then i would i had already moved into the referee part and Uh, Speaking of refereeing, good. I want to since we have this platform, I want to bring this up. I never get any credit for this, but uh, I just want to make sure that everybody who, of course, nobody's watching this that would know what I'm talking about right now. But for anybody who's watching this and knows what I'm talking about, I'm the one that called him the family man, David Lowe first, by yes. the way. I gave yes. him that nickname and it stuck. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, there's that. And then with Marty, when Marty was a ref. I'm the one that started the Marty chants well before anybody else did. It was me, Josh, and Francis started the Marty chants. So I'll take credit for that, too. Take credit for that, too. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
Let's see. Dell just subbed to something awesome. Hey, Thank you, Dell. I appreciate it, man. Um, K man, you two had had awesome chemistry. Thank you. Have awesome chemistry. Thanks. Um, yeah, man. But I mean, guys, I remember the the hardcore battle royal that we did. Yeah, and um, that I was in charge of I, for some reason. You, yeah, you were in charge of, and it was it was so funny because I just they were like, okay, Dave. So here's what we're gonna do because I was refereeing. Mm-hmm. Was like, okay, we're gonna come out there and we're gonna slap you. Yeah, and then you're gonna come in the ring and join the join the battle royal, and I'm like, okay, cool. House of Fire, get some eliminations, and then get dumped. <laughs> yeah. So I so yeah, I did that, and all of a sudden, I was like, all of a sudden, I turn around, and there's only four people left, and I was like, oh shit, I should have been out. <laughs> and you walk up and you go, Dave, you got to go, and you just dump me. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, man, I I hit I hit the ground hard, <laughs> and I was like. Okay, yeah, I just got dumped. <laughs> yeah. And again, but, that was that was an outdoor show and essentially a parking lot with thin mats on the ground. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yeah, there was a very unforgiving asphalt underneath those thin mats. Very unforgiving. And um but yeah, no, it was fun. It was it was a blast. I yeah, I had a blast doing it, but yeah, I just got to the point where um I was I was getting hurt at every show. Mm-hmm. And just as a referee, I was getting hurt. Yeah. Because they had me for like the last year, every show I was the referee that took a bump. So they'd always yeah. hit me with something. Well, you were the bump and ref. Like I was the bump and ref. I was I trained so I could take it. Um, I gotta say the the fluorescent light bulb that IPO gave me was probably the worst oh. one that I was hit with. And I was like, You were supposed to hit me with the chair. And he goes, Well, I saw the light bulb and I thought that would be cooler. <laughs> and I'm like, and, yeah, it was cooler, but now I'm picking ice out of my head. I'm back and picking glass out of my head. Andy was the worst, but Andy was the best. Like, yeah. yeah. And nobody, nobody could cut a promo like Andy. Oh, I nope. really, I really would have liked to see him work the mic uh, on the big stage, but as um, like the very serious guy or as the Weasley guy, like either the Weasley one of those. IPO guy. Yeah. But um, but yeah, there's some, yeah, some really great memories of being Heck there yeah. and you were a big part of it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and you and I kept in touch pretty regularly just through Facebook and all that after. So like, I'm grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, me too. All right. So let's go to the, to the full rankings. All right. For all the movies. Okay. So, Mike, your number one movie was 50-50 with mm-hmm. a 97. Mm-hmm. Rocky was number two with a 95. Mid-90s was three with an 84. And then I have you at Flight of the Navigator, number four with a 78. Yeah. And then Beverly Hills Cop at five, also with a 78. See, I'm glad I didn't do the math myself because I thought that Flight of the Navigator was going to be like five points below Beverly Hills Cop. Like, that's the only thing on the, on the list after doing the math that I thought would have been flopped. But I'm I'm glad, and yeah, I would watch that. I would pick that over uh, Beverly Hills Cop any day of the week. So yeah, and I'm that, happy, and with that's that. cool. Cool. All right. So Rich's scores: Rocky was number one with an 88, then 50/50 with an 81. Flight of the Navigator was third with a 79. Beverly Hills Cop with a 77 at four, and mid 90s with at number five with a 75. And then my scores: Rocky was number one with a 90. 50-50 was two with an 83. Flight of the Navigator was three with a 74. 
Beverly Hills Cop fourth with a 73 and then mid 90s with a 72. Yeah. I so I was hoping mid 90s would get higher scores from you guys, but then thinking about the way you do the actor and like the cast and all that stuff, I was like I won't be mad if that's at the bottom of their list, but I kind of hope it's not cuz it's a fantastic movie. But yeah, no, it's a great movie. It's just yeah, it yeah. It's just like you said, anything anything higher than a 7 is good. You're oh, for sure. Anything higher than a 70 is is good. I mean, yeah, anything if something gets you know, if something gets like mid sixties, even low sixties for me, I yeah. can still say, you know what? I like that movie. Yeah. 100%. But, but you can tell where the quality kind of lacks or you can mm-hmm. tell where, okay, I can't give this a good score because, you know, like if I didn't care for the music or, or the acting really didn't appeal to me or just the story itself didn't appeal to me. And, right. but at the same time I can go, no, but this was a good movie. It's worth watching. Yeah. Um, so I think we're about out of here, bro. Anything else you want to add before we make like horse shit and hit the trail? Yeah, man. I just want to thank you again for allowing me to come on and take three and a half hours of your Thursday night (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and having some great conversations with you and the people in the chat. And uh, I want to thank Rick for putting up with this, me taking over his studio for the last three and a half hours. He's a trooper and he's one of my best friends on the planet. I also want to thank yeah. anybody that subscribed to our channel. We really appreciate that. We'll be back towards the end of August with new episodes. But we got plenty there for you to check out now if you want. Awesome. Yeah, there's some there's some great stuff that you've posted over the last seven months or so. And then, yeah, there's the other channel, which yeah. said have seven has seven years of information. So, yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. I'm going to look for that myself. All right. Well, I say we get out of here. So, All you right. guys, thank you so much for watching the face for radio podcast. Well, the face for radio podcast, rich had to take <laughs> off. Um, but what else do we got? Okay. Huh. You were all great here. Thanks. <laughs> thanks Rick. Um, great show guys. Thanks Harrison. Appreciate yeah. it. And thanks, lot, and thanks Harrison for subbing to caveman, but all right, we are going to exit stage, right? You guys be safe. Take care. Watch movies. And we'll talk to you next time on the Faces for Radio podcast.